No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. It's Friday night, and you're live with another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. As always, tonight's recommended drink is Cheekbox Wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand no-name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast right here on d there thank you for joining us ladies and gentlemen boys and girls as always we've got so much to get through and so little time if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show then please by all means head to patreon.com slash boogie bumper become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player and of course if you would like to storm my capital then you can do so by following me on twitter at boogie bumper ladies and gentlemen get your cheese man thank you for the sub Thank you for the sub, uh, Lady of Diamonds Gypsy. Where did you steal the subscription, Gypsy? Who did you steal the subscriptions from, Gypsy? Yes, so much to get. I hope you've enjoyed the last couple of days. We've got some things to talk about. Got some things to talk about. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different tonight. The main reason being that we're going to have a little bit of a flash from the past. We're going to break COVID tradition tonight. And ladies and gentlemen... I would like to welcome to the show uh, my good friend, co-host of the Common Discourse podcast, which has been in hiatus for, what, over a year now? But we're still going to say it exists. <laughs> Ex- exists in our memories, I think. It yep. exists in everybody's memories and hearts. Of course, I am speaking about, ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason, Adam J. Welcome to the show, Mr. Hello, hello. Hey, Thank you. Thank you. This is your first time here, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, it is. It is. And yeah. I'm just checking out all, like, your studio here. It's, wow. Thanks, man. Well, you know, it's funny because I said to Adam J and, of course, uh, Sexual Chocolate, Varun Prasad, I invited him on as well, but he couldn't make it because apparently he has kids and family. Yeah, well. I mean, what a fucking loser. <laughs> yeah. What sort of a fucking loser has a wife that loves him and kids who love him and plans to do things with them on the weekend? I get asked that a lot. Uh, why uh, Are you married? Uh, they ask me, Adam, are you married? I go, why would I make married? that mistake? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, is it because you're at that age now? Well, it's yeah, assumed. it's time to make it happen, I think. Yeah. yeah, you should be like me. You could just get married at a young age and then you don't have to worry about it. Right. <laughs> I mean, it works yeah. out better for everyone. Well, you, you got it out of the way quick. Yeah, it's got good. it out of the way. It's better off you do it early like the chicken pox. Get that over and done with. You know, go and mix with the other married couples until you find yourself a wife and then it's done. It's then like, it's like COVID. I want COVID early. Yes. So the hospitals aren't jam-packed. I yep. want to get it, get it on the respirator. Yep. And, yeah, get out, hopefully, until it gets, you know, a little bit too hectic. But, you know, Australia here is... Hmm. By, then, by then, though, you've had a lot of time to stock up on toilet paper. That's the main thing. Oh, that's right, yeah. Like, I don't know, can you describe, because you're in the studio, so I, I plan to have ads on, like, via Skype. And my studio is no longer set up for more than one microphone. So we're kind of like sitting back to back almost here in the studio. I, see, I can see your reflection in, the, in one of these monitors here. So. Right. So I have the monitor on the screen so you can see what we're fucking doing tonight. But if you could just describe to the audience what is like directly to your bottom right, like near your feet there. Uh, near my feet? Yeah. I can't even. Oh, yeah. 
Shit, shit rag. Shit rag. <laughs> we, are, we, are, we are stocked up to the eyeballs with shit rag here in this house. Yep. You know why? Because that's the modern prepper's way. You know, don't worry about the food. Don't worry about the ammo. Don't worry about the fucking gold. Get yourself some good quality double ply non-recycled shit rag. Because that's going to make a difference. When the world is falling down around you, when insurrection is afoot, Adam, and when, you know, societies and civilizations are there for the taking, you want to make sure that you don't have a stinky, rashy little asshole. You know what I mean? Well, it's an interesting thing. Like, why why the toilet paper? I'm sure you've mm. covered this on your show, mm. the why. I think it's because it just gives you that, you know, we're not... We're civilized. We're civilized, yeah. <laughs> We're civilized and we've got the toilet paper. And yeah. if 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 the toilet paper runs out, then it's the end of that. It's the end yeah. of civilization. I, I don't know about you, but I have worked in a place which was like I was the only white guy there. And so there was about 30 dudes there. And I noticed in the washroom at this place that I was the only one that was using the toilet paper. Like I noticed this like about five, six weeks into the job. I was the only one who needed, the, like, the same roll. I would go to the same cubicle every time and the same roll of toilet paper was still there how I left it. And and that's that's when I became aware that a whole bunch of people out there don't, you know, well, use... Well, that's because only dirty people use toilet paper. It's really? like only uh, dirty people shower. Right. <laughs> the uncivilised people, the devils amongst us, yeah. use toilet paper and shower. Because yeah. they, you know why? Because they're trying to hide the stink of their racist evil <laughs> from everyone else. I, it makes total sense to me. Thank you for joining us, Adam J., We've got so much to get through, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, of course, for joining us, and thank you for sharing the show out. If you want to share the show out, if you don't, that's okay, I understand. Um, let's open it up with this. I want to show you this, and we will be taking calls tonight, so if you want to call in and abuse either myself or Adam J and tell us to mind our own fucking business, and why don't you stick to the stories in your own country? Ads. That's one of my favourite ones. So if you want to call in, maybe you just want to call in and say the N-word repeatedly over and over again. Mm. That's probably going to happen because it's the internet. But if you want to call in and have your say, there it is, in my best FM radio. Hey, I've been on the nest since dial-up day, so I'm ready for anything. You're ready for anything. The Wild West, baby. <laughs> yeah. 646-583-2700. That number again is 646-583-2700. All right. Let me show you this. Now, Ads, this is the corporate media here in Australia covering what took place in the United States over the last 48 hours. Specifically, we're talking about, uh, how can I say this, people who went to the Capitol building but didn't sign the guest book, I think. <laughs> which, is, which is quite which is quite serious. I mean, if you're yeah. going to, they need to know where you are. What if what if some kind of emergency uh, happens? Well, a group sign-in, I think, would have sufficed yeah. here. Yeah. Like, you know, just... Yeah. <laughs> I'm with the Baked Alaska group. <laughs> the angry mob. Yeah. I'm with the horn guy. <laughs> yeah. Have you got horn? I'm sorry, horn guy isn't on the list. Okay, try Baked Alaska. Live streamer. Have yeah. you got that? Yeah, yeah, we want Vikings season seven. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. what we want. Have a listen to this, Ed. The thread barely holding America together today snapped. Donald Trump's... Uh, noose. <laughs> you want to see that on a beer? You know, you know, Ed, what I love, what I love most about uh, the, uh, what I love most about the Australian corporate media is they're so subtle. Yeah. You know. Oh, well. We don't care. We're, yeah. we're, we're not at that point yet. They, like, they, yeah. they never go too far but towards right. one way or another. And what I love most about the Australian corporate media ads is not only do they care for us and they protect us, but they always present everything in a very unbiased, objective way. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I love them. Love them. Love Supporters them. storming the Capitol building in Washington, D.C., where inside... 
the final chapter on his presidency final was being chapter. written. After two months of festering anger, inflamed festering. by Trump's claims of a stolen election, yeah. the president addressed his diehard followers in person. His words unleashed the crowd, resulting in anarchy and scenes the world is struggling to comprehend. Wow, it sounds kind of serious. Well, this is, you know, oh, we don't like to see these things happen in the foremost democracy, you know, uh -huh. in the world kind of thing. No. We don't, we don't, uh, like, that, that, that's the point that I really don't get. Like, mm. I'm some, some person sitting here and they're just, like, devastated. I mean, they're, you know, they can't, they're paralyzed. They can't go to work. Mm -hmm. they, can't, they can't function because something happened over there in America. Mm. That you know, a few you know, a couple hundred people stormed the Capitol, mm. and it's got this type of influence. I think it's that's way overblown. I mean, yeah. it's just obvious. Well, I mean, I've said I've said before, like what happens in the United States elections is arguably more important to us here than what happens in our own national elections. And people are usually usually look at me funny when I say that. I'm like, well, no, we're in the American sphere of influence. Directly above us is the world's, you know, is China is like right above our heads. So we kind of need you know, America to not tear itself apart. So, you know, because I've been accused before, Ads, of like, you know, why are you talking about American politics? Fuck you, stick to your own country. It's like, well, if you don't want to, if you don't want people around the world to talk about you, about you then don't be a superpower. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and one, it's heaps Congo, more interesting than, you yeah. know, Australian politics. I mean, the opposition <laughs> leader in Australia had an accident yesterday. He had an accident. Uh, he, had an, he? he had a bit of a prang in Marrickville, which is oh, a suburb no. here in Sydney. It's terrible. And, yeah, he got taken to hospital. So, yeah, that's Australian politics right there. A few photos. He, you know, had a bit of a checkup in hospital and, now, and off we go. When he was in the hospital bed, did he put the hard hat on and the vest? Oh, <laughs> that would have been the ultimate, you know. Like even even in a hospital bed, Anthony Albanese is still for the working class. Yeah, you know. The uh, best the best the best reaction that I've had to the opposition leader is from my uh, missus, who hmm. basically. Now you're, now you're you know we have to provide some context here, but not too much. But yeah. can I say? Your missus ain't from around here. Is yeah, that she's a... she's not from around here. She okay. she she she's joined me uh, recently. not recently from overseas. Yeah. And but but from Europe, not from one of those shithole countries. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Not one of the mail order bride countries. No, no, no. Nothing like that. No, nothing no. like that. And <laughs> just anyway, make that clear. Yeah, let's, let's make that clear. And because things start on the internet ads. Yeah, and know. and they snowball from there. It's, yeah. yeah. And basically, we're watching the TV, and suddenly Anthony Albanese comes. I don't know if you have if if, if you've had Anthony Albanese on your show. I should. I you should, should get him on. You should get get it get it queued up and. <laughs> She goes, who's this? I go, this is the opposition leader. This is the alternative leader of, yeah. you know, the, the... And she's like, no. No. <laughs> no. And, and, then she started, and then she started laughing for two, three minutes. And I'm really? like, I don't, I, don't know how, I don't know how to take that, really. <laughs> that, that was, that was the, the first impression of a, yeah. a young lady who's not foreign to... Uh, who's not local to Australia meeting the would-be prime minister. And then she started speculating about what type of animal she reminds him of. Like, <laughs> Would, you, would can I go out on a limb and say did she did she graze wombat at any <laughs> yeah, time? Yes, something like yes, that. Come yes, come on. <laughs> I mean that much is obvious. Yes. <laughs> so, His voice. <laughs> like, <laughs> he is yeah. he is a little bit of a whiny little yeah. cunt, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean we've had whiny little cunts as leaders before. I don't think we're ready for another one just yet. And just it always yet. comes always comes from one side. Well, mm. well, Johnny Malcolm. Howard. Johnny Howard was a little bit of a whiny. Yeah. But I think Howard was like a proud nerd. Mm. You know, he knew that he was terrible at sports. He wasn't a sportsman. Which you know, if you're going to be an Australian prime minister, you kind of have to be at least au fait with sports on some level. Now, see, look at the current one, Scomo, for example. 
Now, you can tell ScoMo probably played a little bit of rugby or a little bit of footy when he was younger, maybe, but he's definitely a guy who doesn't mind being filmed wearing, like, the jersey and drinking a beer at the footy, having a hot dog. That helps with the rubes. Yeah, well, he's got he's us. got the hawk. He's got the hawk, you know, yeah. the yeah. Working, working man, like, even yeah. though he's, like, a high... Yeah. Flying lawyer. Now, Hawkey, Hawkey was probably the last of the great ones. Now, for, for our American brothers and sisters who don't know this, former Prime Minister Bob Hawke was in the record books at uh, his Oxford um, drinking hall, if I'm not mistaken, for drinking a yard glass. I think it was a world record at one point. He was drinking a yard glass in like, I don't know, was it like eight seconds or something like that? Our former Prime Minister. Nice. So our former prime minister, by the way, so you know when a former president walks around at the baseball, they, they're surrounded by, you know, security teams and all of that kind of thing. The former prime minister, Bob Hawke, was famous for, like, just walking around at a sporting event and people just handing him beer and he would scull the beer down in one in one take. Like, yeah, and they, like, they, yeah, cheer him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, That's what we think of when we think of Australian leaders. All right, let's get, let's get back to this clip because this is very interesting ads. Pummeling the doors of democracy. Pummeling the doors of democracy. Four years of anger. Four years of hate. Four years of hate. Four years of hurting. Four years of hurting. The pain comes to an end. Spilling from the streets into the halls reserved for power. Police powerless, woefully underprepared. Can, can we stop it there? Sure. Police powerless. Mm. I mean, we've heard for months now that this kind of thing might happen. Yep. Everyone knew. Everyone knew that, you know, this, this, and this is not, I'm not trying to rationalize no, people's no, no. behavior or anything like that. Except the police department in Washington, <laughs> the, the Capitol Police. Everyone knew except them. Yep. You know, everyone knew except them, and then, yeah, they let them in. Yeah. Um, that's what that no, that's fair enough. I mean, I've lost count of the number of live streams that I've listened to over the last twelve months, where it's like, you know, oh, we need to, we need to pick up our guns and go to Washington. But that doesn't necessarily like. See, I'm not. I'm not a fucking idiot like that. Now, normal, not normal. Well, I guess, however you want to classify them. What is normal? Yep. Other other people would that would they would be concerned by that. And I, to me, I'm like, no, that's just what Americans. That's what Americans are like. You know, like mm. you know, you know. For example, you know, they're raising the tax five percent. Fuck this. We're going to go to fucking Washington. We're going to fucking drag these people out. It's just that's part of the Americans. But that's why I like Americans so much. It's, it's part of their rebellious nature. So I've heard that like a, a million times over the last few years. But in saying that, you know, um, the only person who was shot at this thing was shot by a cop, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, you know, you have to detach the rhetoric from what actually happened. But we do have, we do have a call on the line. Hello, caller. Can you hear us? Hey, how you guys doing today? How you doing? Now, is this the Hidden Hand podcast? It is. It's me again. How you going, man? Thanks for joining us. Uh, Hidden Hand, meet Adam J. Adam J. Hidden Hand. Hello, mate. Thanks for calling. How you guys going? Good, good. Uh, Winning TV with a diamond. Gosh darn, 1776 all ended with no plan and felonies. (laughs) Winning TV, Phil (laughs) D'Angelo, by the way. Uh, Thanks for joining us, Hidden Hand. What's on your mind, brother? 
thanks, thanks for that. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I just wanted to say, like, I was watching this. I was watching the beginning of the show and uh, this video. I saw a video earlier today um, that of the cops letting these people in uh-huh. and telling them, like, "Oh, go ahead, go right in." I forgot what the cops said to him. It's like we don't agree with you, but we respect what you're doing. Really? Then I'm watching. Yeah, yeah. Mm. This video of people climbing the walls and breaking. Yes. Bashing the door in and everything, and I'm like, I mean, obviously people were doing that too, but there's there's a video out there of the cops just letting these people in. I mean, I'm walking walk right in right up the stairs right before the, uh, the that poor woman gets shot. And there's a video of a different angle of when the girl gets shot. Of I mean, it looks like the guy aimed right at her. Right. Like, there's people saying he, like, just randomly shot into the crowd. It looked like he stepped out from the side and just, like, just aimed right for her. Okay. And, and took her down. Right. And, you know, I, oh, I feel really bad that she she sacrificed herself, like, just for, for this. like For baked Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I mean, you know, to be fair, yeah, like, well, to be fair, like the live streams I was watching on it, it was just, I saw like, you know, people's like, okay, let's take down this door. Let's go. Let's do this. Like people, there were people who were starting chants. There were people who were like, you know, so instigating and stuff like that. But I, you know, I don't know. Ads, what do you, th- what, do, what do you think of what uh, the Hidden Hand podcast is saying? Well, I, I think there's, there's no doubt that presented with a couple of hundred people, you know, that, that a lot of the police that would have been there, and this is totally natural, would have been, you know, like we, we can't just start shooting people. Right. I mean, because that, that's what really happens in a banana republic, yeah? Mm. In, in that's what really happens in, in your Russias and your Ukraines and, and whatever it may be, that, yeah. you know, people, protesters rock up to, to a government building and they, they start getting shot. Yeah, that's it. They get shot. I mean, like, so let's spray the crowd. Clear them out. And that's it. And they'll start running and, and problem solved. Yep. Um, so, I mean, in a lot that of ways- happen. Yeah, in a lot of ways, the police showed restraint. I mean, it was very unfortunate what happened to that lady. I mean, it's horrible. I mean, I mean it's horrible for her. And I think I think everyone can agree, like, it's bad optics like this, what we see here, but it would be equally bad optics, I think, if there was just a pile of bodies. Like that oh, would, that would have been horrible. Right. Yeah. That, that's that's civil oh, yeah. war. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 and, and you know, that that's the same for any protest. I mean, earlier in last year or during for a few months there, we had solid a solid amount of protests in the United States. And, yep. and same thing, no one wanted to see those protesters mowed down. No. I mean, that's 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 just no way. That's, well, that's not going to solve know. anything. Some people said they wanted the protesters mowed down. Yeah, well, that's, that, that's the thing. Because one day you're, you know, one day <laughs> someone's getting mowed down that you don't, you know, agree with. And then the next day someone that you do agree with is getting mowed down. And that's why we have, we, we want police to be restrained in these situations. Right. Now, obviously, if, you know, if someone's damaging property, if someone's, you know, doing doing the wrong thing, like breaking the law, basically, right. then, then they need to be arrested. But no, they, no one deserves to die because they smashed a window. Okay. I think that's pretty... No, I mean, that's that's been the problem because, you know, the, the left is in control of the news. The, the, they're in control of the rhetoric. They're in control of everything. So no matter what went down there, going down there was, first of all, a bad idea because mm. the, the news is controlled by the other side. So they're going to flip it. To, to make everything look like way worse than it was. And there's no way to win that, that game because they, they control everything. They control the narrative. Right. Well, so you know, we've gone from, never gonna look we've gone from um, being angry that the cops shoot people to being angry that the cops don't shoot more people. We've done that, you know, within what, three weeks, 
that's that's how that's uh, well how that's that's, that's a news cycle i mean that's yeah. that's you know where opinions change over a 24 to 48 hour period where you can be on one side of and just be totally inconsistent and just yeah. flip depending on who's doing what yeah and that's that's unfortunate yep. i mean that's and people lose faith in the system because of that yeah in general fair enough yes i mean they, they were saying they didn't want to uh, you know, enact certain uh, Congress was saying they didn't want to do certain things because there'd be riots, and then they used the riots or, or these protests as an excuse to go ahead and, and just uh, get Biden in. So, like the opposite of what you know everybody wanted to happen happened, and they, they fell right into their hands. Like they just and, and I got to give winning, winning TV credit because he was saying on his show, I don't know if it was like a week or two ago, he was saying like not to go down there because it's just going to be. It's just gonna be bad luck. Mm-hmm. So uh, he was he was spot on with that, and I don't think I look back at it now when I called last week. I'm like, how did how did I not how did nobody see that coming? Yeah, <laughs> that doing everybody thought, oh yeah, go down there and we're gonna we're gonna get our way and everything's gonna go the way we want and we're gonna force our way in. And then they forced they basically fell into a trap and gave them what they wanted. Well, and now it's over. Yep. Yeah. Well. Just sorry to interrupt you there, but mobs. No, no, go ahead. That's that's how things are. You know, you start off with a protest. We're just going to go down there. We're going to wave a few signs. You know, we're gonna we're gonna make a point, yeah. And then well, suddenly Don, emotions. Don, Don Junior earlier in the day at the rally before you know anybody yeah. stormed the Capitol building was praising the crowd for their good behaviour. Like, well, we don't riot. Yeah, you that's know? it. That's <laughs> it. And and you know and and then you know emotions get high. Yeah. And and you know we we've talked about this before, Boogie. Um. When there were protests, you know, people were protesting, and we certainly don't agree with them. You know, Antifa protests or, or whatever it may be. Well, protest is fine, like you yeah, know, yeah, but looting you know, and shit. That's yeah, where yeah, like that's that, 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 that's not fine at all. But you know, sometimes people vent. Sometimes you know, things get broken, things get smashed up, and yep. I'm in no way condoning that type of behavior. But these things happen. I mean, in a liberal democracy. Yeah, and these things don't happen. It's messy business. Yeah, they, yeah, these things don't happen in authoritarian uh, correct uh, regimes where any type of dissent is basically stepped on. Yep, it's strangled before it gets out of the crib. That's right. We're like we'll take it. I mean, look yeah. at what's happening in Hong Kong right now, right? So they've just like done a mass arrest of a whole bunch of pro democracy politicians, journalists, activists, and stuff in Hong Kong. And they've come out the security chief in Hong Kong and said, "Well, we needed to do this to maintain stability." And it's like that. That's that's yeah. Some people desperately want that here. Like some people desperately want that in the United States. Some people desperately want that in the United Kingdom. Yeah, that's yeah we're the, asking. That's a problem. No, good, sir. No, no, I was just going to say that's a, that's an issue. And you know, to be fair, um, when these things start, like so, the first people who breach the doors at the Capitol building, right? They're the ones who are like pushing through. They're the ones breaking the glass and stuff. The the two hundred assholes that follow them are not the ones who broke into the place, but they're just running through an open door. Now, at that point, there is no control. Remember when we were playing clips of the riots last year, and you had these, you know, these innocent, sweet little girls, these lefty university types who were holding megaphones. Remember when they when they're smashing up shop windows and they're going, "Stop! Please stop! We need to be peaceful. This isn't good." We were mocking those people for thinking that they can control the riot once it starts. It's like, no, no, once it starts, they, they're going to be like, bitch, get out of my way. I want a fucking TV. Right? I'm taking a fucking pair of Nikes. I don't care. Holy shit. 
Mega Rainer. Woodchip TV dropping a fucking guinea on us. Thank you, Woodchip TV. Very generous. Bust a move to that one. I know. I'm protesting. I have not enough mushrooms. Twizzler bans Trump. Sydney big tech causing big problems. Big tech. What are you? What are you talking about? Big tech causing problems. You got Microsoft. You got Apple. You got Google, and you got Amazon. That looks like MAGA to me. Google is MAGA. Google is MAGA. As long as they behave. As long as they do what I want them to. <laughs> what about Elon getting up in there? He's top, he's top dog now. Elon's the big dick now. Yeah, he's, he's top. Yeah. Move over, Jeff. Yeah. Shouldn't have got the divorce. Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, the fact that Jeff Bezos could get divorced, give away half of his fucking money to his ex-wife, and then still be the richest man in the world, that's a problem. He <laughs> let go a slice of Ukraine. Like, <laughs> fucking Chad. Uh, Hidden Hand Podcast, is there anything else that you wanted to say, brother? Yeah, I mean, one more quick thing, if I can. There, sure. there was another video. There's there's another video of uh, protesters behind barriers, uh-huh. right? The uh, those metal barriers, and the cops came up to them and opened the barrier up and said, "Come on, like, come on, come with us." And they led them inside. Oh, really? So I, I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Come I'm gonna try to find tour. it and send it to you. Come and I, take I, the I saw it earlier. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find it and, and send it to you because not a lot of people are seeing it. Right. But that's I think that's so they're gonna show all the people climbing the walls and breaking the windows. But there's a video out there somewhere. Yep. I don't know. If I could find it or if somebody else could find it. They open the barrier up. The, the cops. They come mm-hmm. and when the girl gets shot, there's cops leading people up the stairs right. too, and they're they're right there, right okay. next. To them. Well, I cannot can so I play I devil's advocate? Can I play devil's advocate on this one? Now, it could yeah, be, yeah, sure, it, yeah. okay, so here's two possible outcomes that can be on the table, right? It could be that the cops were deliberately leading people in in order to create a tinderbox situation in order for the cameras to capture it and then send out the news. Or it could be that, you know, the cops decided rather than try to fucking, you know, um, smash people in the face with the butts of our rifle or baton strike them on the streets of the Capitol, let them into the lobby and then defend the like this these particular points. Because if you remember later on, um, the people who were inside the Capitol building were all alone and the rest of the people were uh, kept outside by a line of police. So I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a law enforcement guy, but that maybe that was, is that possible? It could have been that thing. No, no, just let them in. And then keep them in there. Is that a possibility? Uh, I don't know because they, there was like so many people out there, uh, so like behind barriers and everything. And they picked this one spot and they just opened it up and like, come on, come on, come in, come right. in. Right. Okay. So like, I I don't know. It seemed kind of weird, but it was also sometimes. I mean, especially Twitter and stuff. I just got fucking banned off of Twitter too. But uh, they sometimes they show part part of the video and you don't see the beginning and you don't see the end. So. That could also, you know, that's have something true. to do with it. Like, I didn't see the beginning and I didn't see the end of the video. So that's also, you know, it could look at some one way and, and completely be something different. So we have to be careful of that, too. Sure, know? sure. No, that's fair enough, man. Uh, thank you for calling in, brother. Hidden Hand Podcast. All Find right, you man. on YouTube. Thanks very much. All right, Good take luck, it easy. Thanks. My fellow take New care. Yorker. Fellow New Yorker, Hidden Hand Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks take for care, joining guys. us, mate. See ya. There you go. It's the Hidden Hand Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Look, look can I can I just jump in here? Sure. That's why. Who, that's who, why you're here. That's who why won? Who won? Who 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 gained from this event? Happy Hanukkah, my nigga. Oh, oh grrr. nice. Who gained? Who gained after this? Von underscore shroom tipped five dollars. Hey Boogie, did you tell Adam J about your German pop music collection? <laughs> it's getting bigger and bigger. 
Also I like to imagine the Biden administration going to hand out medals left and right like this amazing singer. <laughs> this amazing singer hands out chocolate cookies. Let's see. So thank you for that. That's Victor Von Schroom. He's Adam J. Adam J. Victor Von Schroom is our friend in Holland who uh, sends me German pop music videos. Fantastic. Okay. And oftentimes after I play a video from Victor Von Schroom, I have nothing to say except thank you for sending me the video because I'm, I'm not really sure what's going on most of the time. So let's have a look let's here. Let's play. Let's see what he sent us. I love him. He's like the black Santa Claus. Look at that. He's like the German Kamal. <laughs> Look at this. He has he has all of these old ladies eating out of the palm of his fucking hand, doesn't he? Absolutely. And that, that actually reminds me, have you seen that Ricky Lake? Remember Ricky Lake? Ricky, of course Ricky Damn, Lake. Damn, like, well, yeah. now we're going back to the 90s. She was the first, uh, you know, I think she was the first broadcast version of a female wigger. It yeah, was on television. Yeah, yeah. Now, that, now they're a dime a dozen. Like Gwen Stefani and shit all came after Ricky Lake, who who created such a huge wave. And 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 it reminds me of that Ricky Lake episode where LL Cool J. Oh, LL, was he on Ricky Lake? Yeah. Uh, phenomenon. From Remember that song? That phenomenon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like a phenomenon. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And he's performing, and there's all these middle-aged or you know 50, 60 year old like grannies, you know, is absolutely going apeshit for LL. Like, LL's just ripping it up. Fuck and yeah. Uh, you gotta, you got to play that clip on your show one time, mate. <laughs> All right, it's, I'll it's, find it's, the LL Cool J clip. Crazy. Now, anyway. <laughs> thank you for the video, Victor. Uh, <laughs> so now, Ads, what were you saying? What... Um, We were saying about who won. Who? Okay, so who looks good out of this? Who looks good out of this? Okay. Um, what happened here? Out of... After 24, 24 to 48 hours after the event, Donald Trump has basically mm. conceded the election. Yep. Everything that's been happening for these last few months is that's it. It's over. He's thrown people, all the people that went to that protest under the bus. It's null and void. That's it. It's gone. It's over. I made, it's the, been comment on my show, I made the comment on my show on Wednesday night ads that if you've been paying attention, you'll notice that the, you know, the two prominent lawyers who are associated, you know, all the evidence that's going to come out. We have all the evidence. This is absolutely going to go Trump's way. There's no mistaking it. You cannot question that, you know, just believe and things will happen. The two prominent lawyers with that, if you've been paying attention, have just pivoted a little bit, you might say. So instead of referencing like, you know, affidavits or court appearances or evidence and stuff, they've now shifted into being in the realm of, you know, something more like, Patriots need to stand up. We need to arrest uh, Mike Pence for treason, right? Uh, listen to Michael Flynn. He's a true patriot. Michael Flynn just said that he's never going to stop fight. It's changed into these more generic, right, pro-Trumpy kind of statements. Yeah, it's retreat. It's backing away. It's like, backing away. You know, you're reversing that truck to get out of that laneway. Like, it's just, you know, it's mm -hmm. no good in there. You drove in there and there's nothing there. Yeah. It's not where you're supposed to be. Let's get out. The traffic's, mm -hmm. you know, you might get, you know, someone out there to stop the traffic so you can reverse out. Yep. And that's it. That's where we are. Uh, what else happened? They gave reason for Republicans uh, to vote against contesting the results. 
of the Electoral College, right? Because a, a number of Republicans, even the one who just got beaten in Alabama, Kelly Loeffler, right? She like came out and said, well, I was going to vote to object, but now because of what's happened here, yeah, it doesn't, see, the thing is, it doesn't matter if it's not as bad. I, I might have some sympathy with the view that what happened at the Capitol is uh, it's disingenuous to compare it to what happened last year with the riots and the looting and the Molotov cocktails at police, because in my opinion, that's far worse than what happened at the Capitol, right? Now, even though I have some sympathy with that sympathy with that view, like they're not even on the same, th- therefore I find it ridiculous that we have to, it's so much, it's presented as being so much worse. It's like, well, no, we've created this environment. We've fostered this environment for the last 12 months. If we are the corporate press or whoever, for example, mm. By you know moral justifications, moral preening, you know people have a right to be upset because Trump's such a fucking racist and a Nazi and all you know that kind of thing. So now uh, I, I do struggle to feel like the same level of like, now. Well, uh, and of course, just to cut you off, yeah. And a lot of people will go back and say, "Well, this is different, okay?" Because it's the president, mm-hmm. and they go back to the president on how the president should act. And how he's the leader of the free world, and he shouldn't be inciting this type of thing. Okay, let, let, because what what you're really doing here is you're equating the the president and some community organizer sure. or some leftist. Yeah, no, you know, that's fair just, enough. So uh, that, that, that's that's where where a lot of people will come back to. Yes. Uh but it's a fool's game. What's worse? What's best? Who cares? It, that's right. That's yeah. not the issue. Yeah. Uh, Ilsa Jane with the diamond. China threatened their families. China, your friend. China, your friend. You have a good friend. Australia, you shall be our friend or China. <laughs> no money, no sale. No, China be a friend to you. Uh, so let's have a look at this, for example. Now, this was very cute. I thought this was fun. Um, here we go. Uh, just a little... Now this, I'll put this in the chat, this link for you in the chat. Uh, enjoy. Enjoy this. Make the most of it. Share it around. Because there will still be some good times. We still have... We. I mean... Joe Biden's going to be the fucking president, ads. We will have plenty to laugh at. You know what I mean? There will be plenty of fodder there. There will be plenty of chum for us to consume, I think, with Joe Biden. I mean, yeah. I mean, whenever someone's standing at a dais uh, in front of a microphone and there's people yeah. beeping at him, you know you're going to have a great time. You'll have a great time. Yeah, you're going to have a great time. With the four Jeeps with nobody in. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, all right, have a look at Band that. Spank. I want to be clear yeah. how I characterize this. This is a, mostly a protest. Uh, it is not. Uh, it is not, generally speaking, unruly. That ain't a riot, what we're seeing right now in Minneapolis. Well, that ain't a strictly riot. strictly principled anti-fascists, and they've taken a principled stand to stand against white supremacists and white nationalists wherever they may show up. I argue to you tonight, all punches are not equal morally. It's- I love, that's that's one. <laughs> that's my, well, Chrissy, Chris is a favorite of... Chris, yeah, Chris yeah. I'll throw you yeah. down the fucking stairs, Cuomo. Says no. not all punches are moral equally. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Mr. President, everybody is on the line. Whoa, and just, whoa, 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 what happened there? It says it right okay. in the name, Antifa, anti-fascism, which is what they were there um, fighting. Listen, there's, you know, no organization is perfect. There was some violence. Any- <laughs> <laughs> you don't say, Don. No, He's such say. a lemon. He's just a lemon. <laughs> <laughs> now, look at this. is quite the arrangement here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, you yeah. You can kind of suspect where this is going. All fire. Yeah, all fire. It's either going to be a very, you know, kind of 
pro left wing viewpoint, or she's about to break into Ra Ra Rasputin. His greatest love machine. It's like the Lion King theater production or something like that. (laughs) Say, we shouldn't be destroying other people's property, but these are not reasonable times. Oh, Oh, okay. These are irrational times. Shout out to Irrational Times, by the way. DLive.tv slash Irrational Times. These are not rational times ads. Anything goes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The looters, man. And please, show me where it's... Woodchip TV with the diamond. Oh, my God, that hair, I'm wet. Nobody blames you. Says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. I don't care that much about statues. Happy Hanukkah, my nigga. Senpari loaded tip $10. Hmm. I refuse to call in like the riffraff. <laughs> I heard you are responsible for the capital. Yes. Cut that crap out. No. That on your little rock. <laughs> Thank you. Semper Reloaded, dlive.tv slash Semper Reloaded. Thank you so much for the tip. Yes, we are responsible. Do you want to touch on that, actually? Let's touch on it. Because we know, we know the media is inconsistent. Oh. We know. We know this. Like 15 years ago. Here's here's a proposition for you, right? And because I I know that the debate is being sucked into this vortex, and here's my opinion, and I'm, this may fucking piss people off. I don't care. But the, the debate is going to be sucked into a vortex of no consequence, which does not matter. And that vortex is going to be like what we were doing earlier. Is it as bad as this? Is it worse It's a than distraction. That? Are they worse than us? The problem is you can't point contradictions out to these people. They don't care about contradictions. They will openly contradict themselves. It's about power. It always, it always has been about power. What statement do we make at this particular time in order to maintain the most amount of influence and power that we can possibly have? And if that means one week, you know, it's it, because it's like people say to me, it's like, oh, no, you know, this politician came out and said, oh, we're not doing this tax. Therefore, we're not doing the tax. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not the way this works. They will say that they're not raising taxes until they do. No, that's right. And then on the day that they decide they're going to raise the taxes, they'll raise the taxes. And then they'll say, well, okay, we said, yeah, we said before we're not going to raise the taxes, but we have to now. So, And then you'll come out and defend the tax raise. And you'll say, oh, it's about building hospitals and stuff. And I'm like, you were against the tax raise last week. Yeah, but they said that it's for, for hospitals. So we have to believe them. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's standard. That's that's part and parcel of right. the model. Right. The, the modern political discourse, I mean, it's just, yeah. So we're being sucked into this vortex now of like, well, it's not as bad. And I I agree. Like, I agree with all of those points. I agree with all of those sentiments. But it's not going to change anything. That's the sad part. It's not well, going to well, change anybody's mind. Yeah, that. so what happened? I mean, Trump lost the election. And, and you know, and was there, I guess, voter fraud? I think there's voter fraud in every election. Yeah few dead people voted but there's nothing here on the level proven prove that's the thing they could they've they've had a they've had a month now to prove it that's right and they they've they've had the opportunity to take it to the courts yep and a lot of the thing that you know we just had before the phone call conversation with the secretary of state in georgia yep came up accidentally mm-hmm you know, Donald Which Trump was, was talking about rumors in yeah. that in, in in that phone call. He's talking and he about was, rumors, and rumors is not rumors aren't evidence. I and mean, he was he was talking about you know when he said find me these votes, he was talking about find me the illegal votes. Yeah, right. 
because like he's like here look at all of these anomalies in the numbers everybody agrees but the point they they never proved it in court like they said they were going to prove it remember like three weeks ago how you were being told i was being told this i don't know about you i was being told i have no right to ask for evidence until it's in a courtroom but we're now we're now at like what january the 8th so uh, we're, we're two days past the certification of the electoral college result. When when do we when are we allowed to see it? So why am I being asked to defend something? I can't defend something if I have no reason to believe it. And you know we were talking before the show ads. And again, this is probably going to fucking piss people off, but there, I feel like here's what's happened. Whether whether it's right or wrong or whatever, I don't care. But here's what it looks to me looks like what's happened. People were bombarded for two months or thereabouts with the constant line, there is evidence, the evidence is good, nobody can deny the evidence, the evidence is gold, we have all the evidence, just you wait until we get into court. You can't see it now, you have to wait until we get into court. People had that for a couple of months. When you see this, when you see the evidence... When you see it, it's going to be so obvious. They're going to blow everybody's minds, right? That's what everybody was told. Now... I was having conversations with people at the time who would just repeat, and I would say to them, so what, we just believe everything a lawyer says now? Since when, why are we idolizing lawyers? Why are we turning lawyers into unquestionable deities? Since when did lawyers lie? Lawyers lie all the fucking time. All the time. So unfortunately, I have to wait until it's being, until I'm given a reason to believe it, I cannot believe it. Now you might believe it, but you've seen the same evidence that I have, which is to say fucking zero. Okay. Now, after two months of that, what if the evidence isn't as good as you believe it to be and a judge throws it out? Your audit, you are now programmed to react by saying, well, the only reason it was thrown out is because the judge is corrupt, because the evidence is so good. I've, have you not been listening to Linwood? Have you not been listening to Sydney Powell? They've been telling us for two months that the evidence is so good. Sean Hannity said the evidence is good. Janine Pirro said the evidence is gold. You can't beat the fucking evidence. So the only reason that the evidence isn't uh, changing anything is because, oh, the judges must be corrupt. Mind you, we were praising Donald Trump for the last three years about how many fucking judges he's appointed. Well, these, these are so, one of the judges or a part of them were Trump appointees and they voted against. Right. So let's just say for the sake of argument that the evidence isn't good, the judge throws it out, but you don't think that the evidence isn't good. You've, you now believe that the evidence is gold and it cannot be bad and it must be because of corrupt judges. Therefore... Trump's legacy is now forever concreted in. It's forever set. He didn't lose the election. No, he was robbed of the election by uh, Democrats and corrupt judges. And that will be the way that millions of people think of it for forever. Forever. It's not going anywhere. He leaves office still a winner who, quote unquote, lost an election. Right? And I'm sitting here and I'm like, yes, I I believe that fucking people cheat in elections all the time. But the problem is, I keep bringing it up, Ads, that Tom Cruise line from A Few Good Men. It doesn't matter what I believe. It only matters what I can prove. Mm. That's important. We we care about proving things, don't we? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, there's there's no there's no there's no doubt in that. Right. And basically, you know, it's difficult to face. You know, you know, we go back to. One of Donald Trump's lines in that famous phone call yeah. is that um, there's no way we could have lost Georgia. Right. There's no way. There's absolutely no way we could have lost Georgia. Yep. And how, how is that even possible? And 
the truth is, or, or something that oh, I could present as the truth, hmm. which is difficult, is that, yes, Donald Trump got a lot of new people out to vote, but he got a lot of people out to vote against him. And he got a lot of people out to vote against him more than well, he... It, I would counter that by saying he didn't get a lot of people out to vote against him at all. The people who voted against him did so from the comfort of their own lounge rooms by filling out mail-in ballots. Absolutely, and that, and that's and that's and that's and that's a solid point to to talk about. And we talked about that, um, obviously not not on here, hmm. but during the election about the optics of the night were horrible. Yep. They were absolutely horrible. Yep. And and there, that needs to be addressed. That you can't have people falling asleep with one per- person winning the election, and then suddenly you know you wake up and things have to- totally you know flipped on their head. Yeah. I mean, I, that, I've that, said before, like. There may be a very good reason why, you know, 40,000 votes came in at two o'clock in the morning. But unless that reason is explained in a way that makes tense, uh, sense to people, then people have absolutely have a right to be skeptical of that result. Yeah. And 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 probably what, what happened there is that people hated Trump so much that overwhelmingly they just couldn't wait to vote him out. And they got on the postal votes and they did the early voting. That could be the case. And yeah, that could be the case. And, you know, we can speculate, but you can't prove or disprove that or anything. That's just speculation. That's going to come out in the numbers. Mm. And, and, but this fraud to, you know, we're, we're not talking about a couple of hundred votes. We're talking in, in the case of Georgia, the famous figure now, 11,780 yep. something votes. Yep. That, that's a lot of votes. Yeah. And you've got to have solid proof to back that up. Mm-hmm. And it was there. It was, you know, sworn affidavits um, that were never presented in the court cases because they know that that you know they would have just been laughed off by these judges. Like a lot of well, this evidence, a lot of this evidence wasn't even presented to the courts because right. it didn't meet the grade. But a, an affidavit on its own is not necessarily evidentiary of of yeah. anything. The, an affidavit is used to complement evidence that you already have. That's right. Because otherwise, it, it's literally you know to to put it in kids' terms as opposed to legal terms, it's he said, she said. That's right. So, you know, you you have when you have an affidavit, it's like, yes, I saw the murderer use that murder weapon that's on that table. I saw that man who's sitting in the dock uh, go jump in that car that's a picture of. And I saw, like, I back all this up. That's, you know, but if you don't have the murder weapon and the car and, you know, the receipt from the movies or whatever, then... It's an affidavit on its own. It just becomes like, well, that's what you say, and that's fine. But we you don't need have corroborating any evidence. evidence. Exactly, I mean, that, that, that's it. I mean, you need you need something that paints a total picture, right? I mean, I mean, you know, that's that's you know, looking at it this way, Kavanaugh's are you know a rapist. <laughs> yeah. Sinister Charlie with the diamond. Wait, is Adam a J? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in a past to, life, yes. Do you want to in a past life? Yeah. So is, does that work for you people? Or? <laughs> he's he's not one of you people. Yeah, well. uh, but now I'm going to de- definitely make jokes like that. <laughs> uh, so have a look at this ads. There's a lot to blame. There's a lot of blame. You sent this. To oh me. yeah, that's. Yeah. There's there's a lot of blame to go around for the chaos in the capital, but some belongs to Australia. Fuck yeah. Who knew that we had such influence? Well, it turns out that because we treated Donald Trump well. More, um, I guess, specifically, we were too nice to him. Yeah, that the head of state of our country treated Donald Trump like the head of state of the United States of America. Yeah. That we were somehow complicit in in, in what happened. Yeah, mucus flambrain in the chat That's says, it. "Holy shit, big if true." <laughs> Australians woke on Thursday to an unfolding coup. Holy shit! Let me 
a rain on it. A derp of diamonds, Gypsy, just donated a Ninja Gini. Thank Vantage of Steel's a Ninja Gini, Gypsy. Welcome to CCP North America version. Oh, are we at, are we at uh, communism yet? Oh, well, just around the corner, isn't it? Just around the corner. Hopefully. Because well, if Kamala Harris gets in, then that Well, yeah, she's in and... I hope Kamala's gets in. I hope Kamala Harris gets in, Adams, because Adam, because then she'll lock up all the black people. <laughs> Can we turn Kamala Harris into like a pro-white nationalist candidate? I think I don't think it'd be that hard. Anything to win. Anything to win. Like, how hard would it be to get Richard Spencer, you know, on CNN and say we support Kamala Harris because she's going to lock up all the blacks? Well, it can't be that hard. What's his price? He'll do oh. it. Well, everyone has a price. As everyone, the, has, yeah, a price. everyone has a price. Uh, Australians woke on Thursday to an unfolding coup attempt in the United States. One by one, leaders from across the world condemned what was happening in the US capital and called for peace. From Ireland to Greece, even Boris Johnson in Britain, Adam, uh, governments expressed their, quote, horror and dismay. Can I just jump in here? <laughs> Please. Um, a coup? A coup. A coup. Like, coup. What, what is a coup? Um. That was not a coup. Mm. That is not a coup in any way. Mm -mm. It was people storming a Capitol building. It was a bunch of it was a bunch of Yahoos who were live streaming right. going, USA, woo! There was no there was no cooperation here from any of the police. I mean, although maybe the police opened some barricades or, or whatnot, but there's no cooperation here from the military. That's a big one. Yes. Uh, the military's in, it's coup time, baby, but there was coup no mil there was, yeah, there was no military no. involved. Um so I mean, what coup? I mean, look. Again, not rationalising or, you know, what happened. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, it's, it's not a good look and it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen. Parliaments right. in, a, in, a, in a Western democracy should not be stormed, um, it, you know, in that way. Um, but it wasn't the end of the I, world. I bet you were in favour of uh, storming, you know, Berlin, though, weren't you? No, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. Crowds uh, are different. It's, di it's totally different. There is no moral moral equivalency between punching a fash. <laughs> That's right. We heard it from Chris Cuomo. We know. Uh, Foggy donated the diamond. Kamala's Indian half won't rent to her black half. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the diamond, Foggy. Uh, there is a lot of blame to go around for what is unfolding in the United States, aided and abetted by extremists in the White House and in Congress ads. That's a, that's very important because Trump's going to go now. He's going to fade away here a little bit, or at least for a certain amount of time. I don't think you're and, right. and and the media will tie everyone else, anyone that you know even waved at Trump. Yes, that Correct. you know they they are Trump, and uh, and they were responsible for Trump, and they're even worse than Trump because Trump's just like a you know megalomaniac that yeah. you know a narcissist. He wouldn't that, have been a problem if it wasn't for you and your help. That's it. You voted for him. Yeah. If you didn't vote for him, yeah. If you didn't, if you didn't support him, he wouldn't happen. He'll be on, he'll be on bloody on that whatever channel it is and doing the Apprentice, and we'll all be entertained highly. We should, we should, we should lock up all the Trump supporters, and then ironically, Democrats are voting to support building more prisons. <laughs> One can only hope. Uh, winning TV with the diamond. Uh, DLive.tv slash Winning TV. Baked ran a coup. Went from macing to a coup. Yes, baked Alaska was going to take over. Imagine that. Baked Alaska taking over the United States government. Yoba, is that, is that Sarah Palin? <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, what was I going to say? Where were we going to go? What was I going to do? Okay. Uh, I think we're continuing with this. Oh, yes, this yes. Uh, white supremacists across the nation ads. Trump is orchestrating nothing short of an attempted authoritarian takeover of what we have been taught to believe is the greatest democracy on earth and the guardian of peace in our world. 
But some of that blame also lies here with us. With us. Just having a schooner here. Little, little old Australia. Where, where to blame? <laughs> the Australian government's relationship with Donald Trump got off to a rocky start. But once Morrison assumed the leadership... So listen to this. The Australian government's relationship with Donald Trump got off to a rocky start. That's their way of saying that Malcolm Turnbull is a fucking moron. (laughs) That's how you say Malcolm Turnbull is a fucking nitwit in left-wing, you know, journalism. Well, yeah, I mean, he's not even named. No. Yeah. (laughs) Because, you know what, they only name you if you're a conservative and they hate you. Yeah. If you're somebody who was on the conservative side of politics, which actually did what you wanted... You don't get you don't get you know the round of applause at the end of the game. Well, they just don't attack you. That's the uh, only difference. I think the Russians call it a useful idiot. Useful probably. idiots. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the Australian government's relationship with Donald Trump got off to a rocky start, but once Morrison assumed the leadership, Australia went all in with the man trying to steal the presidency. He's trying to steal it. In September 2019, Morrison told President Trump that quote Australia will never be accused of indifference in our friendship to the United States. He yeah. was right. Look, look, look at this. Look at this. Okay, so they're saying, look, Scott Morrison assumed the leadership. Australia went all in, all with, in. The, with the man trying to steal the presidency. And yeah. then, a mania. And then what follows? What usually follows here? Evidence. Yeah. Evidence in September 2019. That's before the election. Yeah. No one's stealing anything then. <laughs> <laughs> Morrison made those remarks at a rare state dinner hosted in his honor in Washington, D.C. He was one of the very few world leaders. One of my new favourite names on DLive ads, Charlie Faplin, <laughs> donated a diamond. They all, it's very solid. They also name you if you're a J, right, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> now it's started. Now, yeah. now the Adam is Jewish <laughs> meme has become a thing. God, I love the internet. <laughs> he was. Your mum's going to call you up and speak to you in Polish and go, what the hell is this? <laughs> what have you been telling these people? <laughs> He was one of the very few world leaders to receive such a prestigious invitation from the president. It came to him when he, uh, when it did because the Trump administration, with so few friends in the world, knew that the Australian Prime Minister would provide the president and his administration with valuable international credibility and support. Now, See, now we've become like the big influential fucking swinging dick. Oh, yeah, that's it. I mean, we're shirt-fronted Putin. Yeah, <laughs> Shirt front. That's a fucking blast from the past. That's right. Well, you know what? We had, we had a prime minister that that you know faced up, squared up. He did. Yeah, he was yeah. ready to punch yeah, on. Going to come to blows. Uh, Australia's former ambassador to the United States, Joe Hockey, was widely praised for his diplomatic skill in facilitating the invitation and for how close he managed to get to Trump. All right. So he was he was such a he was a whirlwind at this. He got within. I, I hear ads. There was a rumor he got in the same room with Trump at one point. Wow, I know, right? I think I think it's a, that's the di- both. That's diplomatic skill. Well, they they <laughs> both they both love Maccas. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, you just the way to get Trump's attention is just to walk through a busy room with a quarter pounder in your pocket, that's right. <laughs> and he'll follow you out like Pepe Le Pew, <laughs> going after that cat. Rocky <laughs> loves a good Maccas meal. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous, this shit. The links between the Australian government and our right-wing media ecosystem. (laughs) It's an ecosystem now. Uh, Clear. While Sky News monetized and spread American conspiracy theories, hockey went on Australian radio to say that Biden's margin in Washington, D.C., for example, was, quote, hard to believe. 
An MP, George Christensen, posted on Facebook about, quote, Democrat vote fraud. They have to put that in quotation because it doesn't happen. Is he still in Parliament, that Christensen? Jeez, I haven't heard it from him in about two years. Georgie Porgie. Georgie. Love Georgie. Elsewhere, leaders from across the world called on Donald Trump to concede defeat and ensure a peaceful transition of power. And again, like, you know, I'm not going to... I don't want to beat people over the head too much, but for all of the the bluff and bluster, right, he has now, like, through a statement... How about this? Can we can we make a serious point for a moment, right? Something that I've noticed with Trump over the last four years, and this is going to... Maybe people will be more willing to discuss this a couple of years from now. Maybe now it's too raw. But it's undeniable. There is a trend with Donald Trump, and there has been a trend with Donald Trump for years. And I've had this discussion, you know, with... Uh, James R. at Real Person PLTCS, very pro-Trump guy, like my brother. He's like an older brother to me, right? Love the man. We've had this disagreement before, so I'm not speaking out of school here, you know? So Trump has this way of making a particular comment which runs contradictory to an official statement, but his comment get picks, uh, gets picked up by the commentariat and the surrogates, and they run with that as Trump's position. But then the actual White House position is different to what Donald Trump said. Well, he speaks and then they wrap around. That they wrap happened. policy around whatever he says at certain periods of, of, of his administration. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Right. Well, look at the COVID thing, for example, right? So the official White House position was basically the same as what Dr. Fauci was saying. But Donald Trump would say, we need to open up. And then people would run with, we need to open up. And, you know, Hannity would run with, we need to open up. Donald Trump believes that Dr. Fauci is full of shit. You know, he's he's going right against Dr. Fauci. He's, he's saying we need to open up and stuff. But the official White House position w- was what Dr. Fauci was saying. So it's playing both sides. And because then, you know, if the guy gets attacked, he can turn around and say, well, no, actually, if you check our official position, you know, this is what we want. This has been a Trump thing for years. Well, I, I think part of that is that Trump... Uh, sees himself quite separate from the from the White House administration. He probably does. That's um, a fair point. Yeah, and and basically, you know, he was it was a relationship that worked where he would say something, and then the White House would have an official like that. That clean, uh, it was like a cleanup crew. Hmm. He'd say something, and then the, and then the administration officials would clean it up, and then you know, kind of make nice, and then we move on to the next thing. Because yeah. that that's that's one thing that you know that's happened within you know the last five years is. The news cycle, there's so much things happening yep. that you can't dwell on one thing. No. You know, one, one thing happens and then two, three hours later, something else happens and it's like, oh, what happened? Well, yep. that's, that's old news. That's yesterday's yeah. news. It's funny you say that because I made the point on Wednesday, it's information blitzkrieg. So, you know, f- take the vaccines, for example. Right? You know, we did a couple of vaccine news stories. Uh, winning TV with the diamond, he was a lot of, it was a, uh, he was a lot of uncoordinated chaos at times. That's uh, Winning TV, former organiser for the Tea Party, by the way. So not definitely not a fucking lefty, you know, communist or anything like that, mm. which I'm sure he'll get accused of because he's not, you know, just, you know, going along. Uh, look, 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 look <laughs> wait, no, no, no. That's, you know, there have been multiple books, sources. I mean, and obviously there, there are, everyone's got their angle that they're running. Yep. You know, they're looking for further employment. They're doing whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they may, maybe even trying to get into the Biden administration as a sign of Biden, you know, like putting an arm around all of America, right. whatever it may be, whatever it may be. Well, people are but looking there, for jobs again. Yeah, now. but, the, you know, there's, there's 10, 15, you know, books about Donald Trump's administration where the, a common theme, one of the common theme is that, you know, Donald Trump basically did not do the reading. Right. Donald Trump basically didn't know, you know, what was kind of happening in a lot of these issues. Uh, didn't have the knowledge to back it up. I mean, so, so, which, so yeah. which sounds extraordinary, but if I can play devil's advocate, I would wager that, uh, aside from probably Ron Paul and maybe Rand Paul, you know, to a lesser extent, aside from probably Ron Paul, none of them read what's, what's given to them. They get their aides to read it and give them like sure, the boil down. Sure. Sure. And, and, and Ron but, Paul seems like the only guy who was fucking yeah. autistic enough to go, no, I'm going to read every single page of it. <laughs> You know? Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's fine. I don't, I don't expect him to read everything, but you know, compared, you know, there's comparisons here to other presidents. Uh-huh. You know, they get they get summaries. Yep. I mean, he might have been he, the the real tragedy of Donald Trump is he wasn't a pill popper who was getting blowjobs from Hollywood starlets who ended up getting shot in the back of the head. In yeah, Dallas. yeah, yeah. I'm, that, I'm, he would have been a hero forever if he had done that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but um, basically, yeah, and this goes to the point of coordination. No, if you don't have that base there, that foundation there, um, then basically that makes you look uncoordinated. Mm. It makes you look uninformed, yep. uh, unable. I mean, let's talk about, you know, some of these interviews that Donald Trump had with, with these media personalities. And again, mm. media, media, fuck the media. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, how but, about- and, and, and how he just wasn't able to articulate and able to get a certain, well, he wasn't able to combat. A lot of these, a know. lot of these personalities. I don't know if I can agree with that because his manner of speaking connected with more people on a bigger scale than's probably ever happened in politics. Yep, he got a whole bunch of like people who have never even wanted to vote in their life. He motivated them to get up and vote. You know what I mean? So he had a way of speaking that wasn't it wasn't traditionally you know the way that you should go about it, but it definitely worked for him. It did. I mean, he's, no, he's no, he I, will go I, I down. I can agree. And, I can agree with that. But I mean, I and and I said something similar recently. Uh, to you in a chat that you're in, you know, Donald Trump found a lot of the problems, but it's time to move past that. Okay. You know, he, he, he found a lot of the problems and, and, and it's time for now a little bit more solutions, a little bit more meat on the bone mm-hmm. about how we maybe get to a point where some of these things uh, sort themselves out. Now, again, that, that's a government question and I'm not too sure that the government's the answer. For, well, for yeah, moment. you know, you were talking about Donald Trump wasn't able to get messages out and stuff. And I guess, you know, again, to play devil's advocate, that would be a symptom of, you know, because people are going to say that the government that Donald Trump ran was dysfunctional. But I would argue it's probably more likely the case that the government system was dysfunctional while he was president because of the fact that they fucking hated him and and they hate the agenda and stuff. Because I guarantee you when uh, Joe Biden comes in, the same people are going to be doing the same jobs, like in terms of bureaucrats, and they're going to say how wonderfully everything is running because he's going to be the one that's pushing through the stuff that they want like because it's their team. And And so that makes sense, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 but but that's the job. That's the job to get people on side. You know, that's, that's where he's, he he wasn't there to speak, you know, to tell CNN off and, you know, expose their hypocrisies. He was there. He came in. He goes, people don't know how to negotiate. People don't know how to negotiate. I know how to negotiate with China. I know how to negotiate with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. I'll get things done. I'll get things done. 
Now that that's that's going back to the election campaign, and that's something that he promised. That's not you know something. That's not a bad expectation that, that somebody's put on. That's him. right. That's the problem here that people don't know how to ne- negotiate, and my business background gives me the tools to be able to eke out better policies for the average American or whatever. He set his own expectations so high. Oh, and and, and in the clouds, and, and he was like, "It's going to be so easy." You, you won't believe it. It's going to be amazingly easy to fucking dominate Washington. It's going to be so easy. And it, maybe it just wasn't as easy. Yeah. As oh, and that, that's a sales talk talking there. Yeah. You know, it's everything's easy. Yeah. You'll make it easy for the customer. Yep. Easy for the customer. Uh, by the way, uh, people were saying in the chat before that his Twitter account's been banned. Hmm. That didn't take long, did it? Well, no. uh, I'm not surprised at all. Well, you've got Microsoft, you got Apple, you got Google, and you got Amazon. It looks like MAGA to me. Oh yeah, absolutely. That was mega. Well, uh, yeah. Well, why don't we why don't we take a quick five minute break? Uh, are you are you able to stick around? Yeah, I think I'll stick around for okay. maybe a little bit more. All right, that's going to stick around. We'll take a quick five minute break here on the Friday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Stick with us. We'll see you soon. Michael, Glass Art, head of the British Garage Door Repairers and Glassmakers Association, Lord Clarence Cobblepot. Well, I, I truly have uh, no uh, hesitations in suggesting that Ian Michael is a visionary, uh, possibly the most uh, wonderful, talented glassmaker we've ever seen you know, of this generation. Uh, I recommend him to all of our our, our service members and all of our, our union members who require only the best in quality. Ian Michael Glass Art. Not just dildos and butt plugs. Do you suffer from mass hysteria? Not knowing whether to wear a mask or not. Do you suffer from paranoia, constantly in fear of Karens? Do you suffer from anti-laughism, the inability to laugh and smile no matter what happens to you? Well... It's Charworthing to hear with Char Money Live, where you can have a chahoochinani of a good time. We have everything from a current event to a chasorcin of a Karen, where these chicans just be going chug crazy. It's off the hinge. We even got Karens jumping off of trailers! We got Karens going to crazy over french fries. We even have Karens that think they have the force. It's insane over here at Chamonix Live. So I appreciate you. Come on down. We got the phone lines. They're always open. We'd love to have you. Side effects may include dizziness, lack of oxygen due to hysterical laughing and inability to shield off Karens to come within six feet of your disease, expansion of the mind due to the overload of factual information, not fake news, confidence, and lack of bullshit in your life, and the inability to become based. For instant help with any of these symptoms, please contact the trauma and not let immediately or seek your closest woke friend and may be able to calm you during your time and transition from sleep to awake. Mr. Mueller, rather than purely relying on the evidence provided by witnesses and documents, I I think you relied a lot on media. I'd like to know how many times you cited the Washington Post in your report. How many times I what? Cited the Washington Post. How many times I what? 
Mr. Mueller, I'd like to know how many times you cited the Washington Post in your report. Sorry, would I like some toast? No, no, no. How many times did you cite the Washington Post? I'm sorry, at the party, am I a good host? I'm a very good host. No, no, Mr. Muller. How many times, yes, did you cite, yes, yes, the Washington Post? The Washington Host. I, well, I don't know the Washington Host, but I've heard good things about him. There's always lots of hors d'oeuvres. You know, I, I, I remember back when I was a younger man. A younger man, we, we, would, host, we would host many soirees. Of course, back then. Of course, back then, uh, I was I was quite debonair. I was a big big fan with the ladies. The ladies very much enjoyed my company, and uh, myself and the Washington Post would get around town, make make tremendous friends. And then, of course, I would always be up at the crack of dawn the next day to get the daily news, because as you know, in those days, they didn't bring the newspaper to your front door. You would have to go down to go down the road to get it yourself. And I would always make sure that I had a sixpence in my pocket to ride the trolley. <laughs> no, Mr. Muller, how many times did you cite the Washington Post? Oh, the Washington Post, yes. Well, it was a tremendous paper. I remember back in the early days, you could purchase the Washington Post, a cup of coffee and ride the trolley, all for around four cents. Those were it was a tremendous time to be alive. Post in your report. I do not have knowledge of that yeah. figure, but I, I well, that's I, it. I don't have knowledge of that figure. I counted about 60 times. How many times did you cite the New York Times? I counted. Yeah, I have no idea. I counted about. I, I have no idea because I didn't write the fucking thing. Subscribe to the Daily Boogie podcast. It's what Granddad would want. Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More right on. This world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. And shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Hey, coming back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us on a Friday night. I'm here with old mate Adam J, ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason, Adam J. Uh, just a little quick reminder, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter, patreon.com slash bumper, become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. 
If you'd like to be a subscriber to the channel and follow on the channel, then you can do what Lou Dog just fucking did. That's how you can do that. That's fucking. That's how easy that is, mate. Uh, thank you for joining us on a Friday night. I am, of course, here with Adam J, ladies and gentlemen. We've been talking about things. We've been talking about things going on in the United States as reg- in regards to. I think we're going to call it Insurrection Day from now on. Well, I think that'd be nice. Well, I think we should commemorate it. Should nice. Commemorate it in some yeah. way. Insurrection. Ma- make a movie. Day. Yeah. Uh, they're they're going to. By the way, they're going to come after this fucking guy hard. They're going to come after him hard. You know, there's going to be so much. They they're not going to be happy until Donald Trump is dead. Yeah, see, I I I don't want to disagree too much, but I disagree. You, with that. you don't want to disagree too much. What the hell are you? Who are you? And what have you done with my friend Adam? <laughs> no, no, but just you know, straight off the bat. But for the same reason, remember we we're having this discussion about you know Hillary's going to go to prison. Yeah, Hillary's going to go to prison. Hillary's going to go to prison when Donald Trump gets in. Mm-hmm. She's going to go. She's going to go to into the slammer. No, 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 no. These politicians on this level. They don't go after each other that way. He's not in the same group, though. He's not in the same group. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I think that's interesting, but I, 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 I just I think they'll let him go. They'll let him go. They just let him. They'll, they'll push him off like the, like he's in a dinghy, like a little boat, and they'll just he's got no oars or Gee, anything, I and they just kick him off the 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 wharf. Just exile. Just like yeah, just push you off. There you go. Float float around. He'd be like he'll be like a South American leader in the seventies and eighties. Like, you know, after after the coup, after the revolution and the military takes over, he's now doing, you know, interview spots from the, the neighbouring country. So maybe Donald Trump will get himself a nice nice place in Canada and he'll, he'll you know, he'll call himself the real president of the United States, the, the president in exile, maybe. Well, you know, there's talk about him, of him going to Scotland and playing some golf there. And, and see, and, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. The Sturgeon's getting very shirty about that. I don't think that Donald Trump's fucking going anywhere. Oh yeah, I'll, and and going to New York or Mar-a-Lago. I I think that I think that the the hatred for this guy, they have they've completely upturned everything. Now I've you know we've discussed before. I think for me Donald Trump represents the the election of him in the first place, right? And this is just my analysis. Some people agree, some people don't. But my analysis is Donald Trump was not a fuck you to the Democrats. Donald Trump was a fuck you to politics. He was a fuck you to all of them. Because they had this stage with all of these politicians and they voted for the one guy who wasn't one, right? And he they voted for the guy who's like, no, why should we? Who gives a fuck? We should just we should just bomb people if we don't like that. You know, they they voted for that kind of fuck you to the system. So it was basically like going in and upturning the buffet. But I've always said during this whole time, and you know this because we've spoken about this in private, you and I have both said, okay, so what hap- What next, though? What happens after Trump? Because he's not going to be there forever. It can't all be about Donald Trump, right? There has to be something else. There has to be something else going along with it. Because once you upturn the buffet, all of those fucking, you know, those rich elitist motherfuckers who hate you are now staring at you in the middle of the room. Now what are you? Like, what's your plan? You've upturned the buffet. Now what? You've got got to clean it up. I mean, but now, now here, now is the now what moment. This is the moment that we were supposed to. This is the moment that people have should have been preparing for. What happens after Trump? I don't. I don't know if it's. I don't. I don't think that he's going anywhere. And I think they they are so invested in their hatred of him. Like they, their political careers depend on Trump too. Now, whether they want to agree to it or not, like that. Their media careers, their media, the media careers do too, but Pelosi, Schumer and stuff, their whole political career is now tied to Donald Trump. 
whether they like it or not. Nobody's going to remember what Nancy Pelosi did in the 80s. People are only going to talk about 50 years from now. And you know, politicians are obsessed with legacy, right? Oh, They are obsessed with legacy. More than football managers. Right. So Pelosi, Schumer, fucking Sorwell, Adam Schiff, all of these politicians, Maxine Waters, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, they are now all defined by their opposition to Trump in the eyes of history, according to them. So with that in mind, I suspect that they are going to spend every waking moment, now that they have the House, the Senate, and the White House, they are going to utilize the the machinery of government to just fucking drill down and try to they're going to try to anally rape him metaphorically and then rip his insides yeah out. but but you brought something up here legacy legacy and the person are two different things yeah they'll anally rape the legacy and they'll attack that but will they attack the person? That's something different. Now I'm 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 go open. After his business, go after his children. Yeah, yeah. That's not so important. Go after the supporters. No, that's not so important. There's so many, you know, people out there that you know that the Democrats and the woke people disagree with that. You know, that make a living, and and stuff like that. They just this is about influence, mm. and and tying people to the Trump legacy and burying them. In a matter of, you know, not not yep. not literally. Yep. Well, hopefully not. Yep. <laughs> like you know, you, they, they. I mean, have you seen the calls for Ted Cruz to resign? From well, the you know, um, we've talked about this last few. You you you, sh- you would have seen some of my comments. I mean, yeah. I, and even on my Twitter thing, I had I had retweeted that that tweet, um, about how Ted Cruz has basically gone into bat here. He's gone into bat hard for Donald Trump. So he needs to be fucking kicked out. He doesn't he, need to he be needs kicked to be out. Arrested. No, he does, no, absolutely not. What? No, no, absolutely not. But he just, he went into, I, I just can't understand it. And he went into bat for Donald Trump knowing well, see, because because Donald Trump is one thing, but Ted Cruz was a law clerk on, on the Supreme Court. He knew none of this was ever going to catch traction. He knew this was all a all, all a front, all a bit of a, a I, th- I think very I think Ted Cruz is a very talented politician. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely he is. That's why he, but he, that. he that's made, why he, he was doing these. Yeah, things. but he was he was he was I, I think it's an error in judgment. Well, I mean, like, like if I make this comparison, then tell me that Ted Cruz made an error in judgment. Look at the comparison that you know the Donald Trump and whether whether people want to admit it or not, the the Trump Trumpism isn't going to be dead. I tend to suspect like the MAGA movement's going to be fucking hijacked by the establishment in the next two years and then just fed back into you know usual business as usual Republican Party politics. They need the votes. just like the Tea Party was. Yep. So I, I imagine that's going to happen, but. Um, look at the difference here with those with like MAGA-minded people. Donald Trump, uh, Ted Cruz versus Lindsey Graham. Now they fucking hate Lindsey Graham. I don't like Lindsey Graham particularly either. I think he's a conniving, opportunist, um, backbiting little nasty little cunt. I don't like him. Never have. Yeah. Uh, so you compare Lindsey. He can say some funny things sometimes, but that's where it ends. Uh, you compare him with Ted Cruz. I would suspect that MAGA people are far more on board with Ted Cruz than they are with Lindsey Graham because Lindsey Graham was the first one, predictably, to throw up the white flag and say, well, I just think it's time to move on. We all need to move on. Whereas Ted Cruz is the one who has played it by, like, like dancing around the landmines, right? You know what I mean? Tiptoeing over the landmines. It's like, well, I still support the president and all of his claims, but at the same time, we need to respect the rule of law. Like, you know, he's he's played it really well. For mine, Ted Cruz, the entire length of the Trump presidency, if you watch Ted Cruz, it's been about 
uh, you know, make, tilling the soil for his next run. At the, he gets one more shot. That's the general rule. You get two goes, right? He'll get one more shot at running for president because look at what he's attacked. What is he focused on? He's focused on the shit that Trump didn't, but Trump supporters wanted. Big tech. Ted Cruz has been the number one Republican senator when, like, trying to fucking dig into, like, f uh, Google, Facebook, and Twitter and stuff, which is something a whole bunch of Donald Trump supporters wanted to happen. While Donald Trump was having press conferences with the heads of Google and Microsoft in the Oval Office, Ted Cruz was on the Senate floor grilling fucking Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg and making them look like fucking morons while he was doing it. So he's been, you know, preparing the ground, I think, for his own future run, which is why he didn't come in. He didn't come in behind Trump with full support in the days after the election when other people were, but he did. He has played it in a way where he can play both sides of the angle. That's just that's just what I see. Uh, anyone that lost to Donald Trump in the 2015 prime Republican primaries is toast. I mean, if we get to really? a stage, yeah, if we get to a stage in 2023 or whenever the primaries are held, yeah, um, and the option is Ted Cruz, yeah, then a lot of people will be asking, well, Donald Trump beat Ted Cruz, so why do we need Ted Cruz? Let's but just have Donald Trump. Think, and hang on, hang on, you're not approaching this like a number cruncher in the political party. Ted Cruz guarantees two states which will be under threat: Texas and Florida. I, I think right. So he's a Cuban. He's a Cuban uh, son of a Cuban immigrant. So that's good in Florida, and he's a Latino senator from Texas. I that's think, good in Texas, and then that that's that might be what the GOP thinks. Okay, uh, that's good enough. He guarantees. Look, I, I, us those. I think an establishment an establishment Republican here would is going to get more votes in in Texas and Florida than Donald Trump, as really? in. Yeah, he he'll he'll suppress the opposition, or the, the opposition will be like, oh, I don't need, really need to go fucking vote. I'm not going to go vote against like this guy's mm -hmm. like I don't like him, but I, he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't stoke that hate within me. No, well that's okay. That's the and, thing with Joe Biden, don't yeah. Joe Biden isn't a hateful yeah. character. He's like a silly old man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't hate him. He's yeah. like he's like everybody's granddad. Yeah. So even I mean, no, he's evil. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I. I I think what we've seen here is that 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 Texas and Florida pretty much well Florida a little bit less but you know they're they're definitely voting for Republican candidates okay. to to fly in the face of you know the woke crowd and and all that or you know frankly the socialists and the communists in the, in in the Democrat Party okay so uh, what about uh, Rhonda Reynolds in the chat says Ron DeSantis can you see Ron DeSantis for president well look. He's he's hated enough by the media. I mean, it's a I good mean, start. I mean, That'll be a good start. I mean, I mean, Donald Trump did conceded the election a day ago. Uh, a lot of things will happen in the next, you know, two or three years here mm. that will shape this. So, I mean, it's it's a bit it's a bit of difficult. Course. It's a bit difficult to 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 tr you know try and speculate about who's going to be you know winning when. TV cruising with Ted. <laughs> so you got riding with Biden versus cruising with Ted. Now, see, that's 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 the best argument I've heard so far. Look, the I, slogan I love, argument no, no, I wins. Lo, I, lo, I, lo, I, lo, I love Ted Cruz. I mean, Ted Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz is a solid, solid classical liberal, and and that, and that's you know, that, and 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 you know, so <laughs> solid classical liberal. Yeah, he is. Okay, and, that, and that's and that's very that's very important. That's important. Well, it it's is, important well, now because uh, did you see that? But I he just. Well, I saw I retweeted a thing the other day. Somebody tweeted out, you know, like the um the cross, you know, where are you on the political spectrum? Right? So you and I, you know, cons we consistently I, I, I have no shame in saying this, right? 
even we disagree quite a fair bit on a lot of stuff. But Ads and myself both occupy that I think it's called the void of the bottom right square. That's generally where a bit we're somewhere in there. I'm a little more um, you know, economically a little I'm a little bit closer to the middle economically, whereas ads is like right down in the bottom corner economically. That chaos reign. Yeah. I'm a tariffs guy, so yeah. well, and which makes me a communist, Adam. Well, <laughs> well, you know, I'd like to say otherwise, books, but unfortunately, you are. A it communist. is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> so we occupy the bottom right now. Somebody tweeted out a picture the other day. Maybe I can. Maybe I can find it. Somebody tweeted out this picture the other day. And they said, okay, so this is where the Republican Party is now. Okay. And they put out. I have seen that. You've seen. Here it is. Look at this. Okay. Now look at this. is fucking fantastic. This. Hang on. I have to do. I have to get that off the full screen. Thank you for joining us, by the way. If you want. If you still want to call in, you can. Uh, What's the number? What's the number, Ads? You've been here for one show. What's the number? It's uh, 646-583-2700. You've got to do it more FM. 646-583-2700. So here's the picture. Now, okay. so It's a nice this, circle. It's a nice circle. Now, somebody tweeted out like, okay, so this is now the Republican Party. So whenever the Republican candidates want to win elections, come see us. And I looked at this and I said, okay, so more authoritarian and to the left? <laughs> because... Well, I mean, you know, well, you know, yeah. well, well, the Republican Party has, you know, usually occupied further to the right than this economically. Right? Yeah. Well, uh, and and closer to the bottom in terms of social. Well, I mean, you, you can you can you can uh, class Donald Trump's economic, um, I guess, ideology as you know, uh, social democrat. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, as a compassion, was it a compassionate conservatism? Um, mm. And 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 we saw that, you know, a bit of George W. Bush. Yeah, just 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 a little AIDS bit of that. Programs I mean, and I mean, shit. I mean, people in general. I, I guess you you know, it's been a it's been a bad few years for libertarianism or classical liberalism or yep. classic liberal economic thought. I mean, let's 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 and not, this and this was supposed to and this was supposed to be like as people who are more classically liberally minded, like you know, I think you myself and yourself are to an extent. Um, you know, this was supposed to be the golden era now. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> we were supposed um, to be, like, coming back. There was supposed to be a renaissance. I think there's 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 consensus in the electorate in every democ- Western uh, liberal democracy that, you know, government needs to be involved in our lives. Uh, we got a diamond from Ilsa Jane adds, I'm more Latina than Cruz. I'm German and Norwegian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I am a <laughs> Festa, yeah. Festa. Yeah, my name is Helmut and I'm from Cuba. Yeah. I'm from Kiel. <laughs> so that's apparently where the modern Republican Party is. And like I like I said, I saw that and I'm like, oh, okay, so further to the left then? Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in this note. I, I think there's little doubt about that. Yeah. I mean I mean people that, that you know, fiscal conservatism. <laughs> what I is mean that? What is that? What is that? That that's that's just yeah, that's that, that's crazy talk. Yeah, I mean, are you crazy? Yeah. Are you, I mean, are you crazy? I mean, and that's you know that's one of the things. I mean, Donald Trump reluctantly did anything to touch mm-hmm. social security. He increased in, it. He increased it. Yeah, and I mean because you know, hey, hey, that's toxic. That's toxic. Exactly. That's toxic, and you will lose elections if you do that. How do you? How okay. about this for a conversation point? I suspect that. Um, Steve Bannon has his flaws. I've I've always thought <laughs> I've always thought that Steve Bannon was a brilliant guy in certain ways, 
right? Um, the way the way that he was able to Steve Bannon has, in my opinion, has an innate ability to view view a discuss view an argument, right? View like talking points, view social trends, and fucking boil it down and know exactly where to hit. So he's 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 that kind of a guy, very good with social psychology and shit. He he did work on Wall Street for a time. He worked for Goldman Sachs as an analyst. So I think he understands trends and how people are thinking and how they're talking and stuff. I think that's a genuine thing. Oh, shit, yeah. I mean, right? Yep. So when Steve Bannon was let go, you might say let go or you might say um set on fire and thrown off a cliff like a witch. <laughs> that might be uh, Yeah, one. I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, Steve, Steve but, Bannon had a lot to do with Donald Trump winning right. the election. But and, I yeah, think, and but he, my point is, I, my point is, Steve Bannon would have been the guy in the White House to say to Trump, increasing um, social welfare programs is not the way to go. But when he was let go and other people were let go, I think the people were coming in because really, let's be fair here, both sides of the equation are all about building government, all about building federal government, all about increasing spending, right? The COVID, you know, situation is a wet dream for these politicians because now they can come out and they can dangle checks in front of you and have you all fucking standing with your tongues out. Like, please give me more, give me more debt, give me more fucking government dependency, give me more of what it, please. Like they have now got you like a fucking junkie and they're dangling the needle in front of you. And that's both the Republicans and the Democrats. I think Steve Bannon would have been the kind of guy to say, hey, this is really not what our people want. But the problem is, like we've discussed many times, Ads, and then I'll let you jump in, this is the issue that I keep bringing up. The political issue is different to the like economic issue, is different to the logical issue, is different to the emotional issue, right? The political issue is we have now been so conditioned culturally over a number of decades to just accept the welfare and accept the the handouts and accept the bribes basically they are bribes uh we've we've now been so conditioned to that that if you run on a platform of i'm going to introduce savage cuts to the economy you have no chance of ever getting elected the last chance was maybe ross perot and that's the last one well and that and that's you know and he was going to spend a shitload <laughs> look look this whole election fraud uh narrative um has kind of shielded away you know Let's talk about why Trump lost the election. Uh -huh. I mean, Donald Trump lost the election because he basically told people, you know, you got to go, you got to work through this, you got to work through COVID, you know. And in a situation where you can't even, let's say, let's say someone's getting a benefit of two hundred dollars a year, two hundred a year, two hundred. Are year. they Polish? That's <laughs> two, 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 very small let's, number. Yeah, but let's say it's two hundred a year, okay. and it's a toxic political decision to take that two hundred dollars a year away from the, the electorate, and you might lose an election because of that. Yep. Now, if you remember when, remember when we tried to pass a law that said there's a co-payment when you go to see the doctor, and it was seven dollars each time I you went to the doctor. Five bucks. I think it was five, five bucks, bucks to start off, up to a cap of fifty. Yeah. So the most you would spend at a doctor would be fifty dollars for an entire year. The guy who ran on that got pilloried in the press constantly for saying that he wants pensioners to die in the streets and have crows eat their eyeballs. That's right. That's the response. Yeah. And Contribute fifty dollars to the healthcare system. No, no, no. You want everybody dead. He's a genocidal maniac. And that's what happened with Donald Trump. He came out and basically said, "You got to keep on working. You got to fucking sacrifice." Yeah, people will die, and they hated it. Yeah, and they hated it. Yeah. And, and if you can't sacrifice a couple of hundred bucks, not getting a couple of hundred bucks from the government, you're not going to sacrifice grandma or grandpa. Yeah. 
I mean, and that's and that's and that's you know you, you can really boil it down and just say that Trump was on the wrong side of that. He was on the wrong side of the message. He couldn't frame it properly. Yeah. that's his problem. He they had him on the run. From he, the he didn't know how to deal with it. It wasn't Mika Brzezinski or, mm. you know, it wasn't someone from the media or Jim Acosta. He didn't know what to do with it. You know, doctors were coming in, ep- epidemiologists and all these fucking people were coming in and telling him virologists. Yep. And he was like, what the fuck is this? And he couldn't he couldn't deal with it. And that's 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 one of the problems that Donald Trump had. Yeah. Well, I, you and I, neither of us, have we ever taken a cent of government money? I, I haven't. No. Never. And I've worked jobs where, like, if I don't go to work, I don't get paid. Like, I actually, like, I live my beliefs in that regard, right? It's important. I, 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 I've worked jobs for years where, like, if I don't go to work, I don't get paid. And I've had, like, you know, serious back injuries and shit where I've had to cr- literally crawl out my front door and get in the car and drive to work and just fucking take, like, a whole packet of pseudoephedrine a day just to be able to fucking wipe my ass without crying in pain. I've done that for months and months and months and months. And people are like, oh, you know, you should go on this program. You can get the fucking... I'm like, fuck no. Mm. Fuck no. I'm going to mm. go to work. As long as I'm breathing, I'm fucking working, right? Now, that's that's guys like us. We don't expect handouts. But unfortunately, the, the reality is, for guys, we are in a teeny, tiny, tiny, teeny, tiny little minority of people who are prepared to work for a living. And... Other people, when when that government money is presented, they will fucking take it. They will take it. And, and, and that, and that, but the, the politicians know this. And that's the reason why you look at this picture here. That's why the fucking Republican Party is getting dragged to the left. It's why. Because it's all about, we all believe in cutting government spending, but it's like, well, don't take my money, though. Mm. Take his money. That's take right. his money first. Don't take my money. Mm. So, you know, it's a fucking issue. Yeah, I've, I've had a discussion lately with somebody that basically I told him that I have... I guess you could say a bit of libertarian beliefs yeah. when it comes to the economy. Uh, Lobertarian, libertarian, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah whatever, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And basically, those cucks it, who don't want well, those get, cucks who don't want to take free money because yeah, they wanna, think it's you, weak. Yeah, yeah. fucking cucks. You want to cut everything. You want to cut away education. Thing. I go. I don't want any of that. I don't even think we're close to that. No. I just want to freeze. Like maybe not. Let's not spend any more moratorium. Yeah, a moratorium. How about spending and immigration? Those two things. Okay, let's not have let's not increase immigration and let's not increase spending for ten years and let's that's see how it. we go. And spend, keep keep spending what you have, but yeah. let's not spend more. Oh no, that's horrible. Mm. What? Give people, a, give us a chance to adjust, because every year the spending changes. We can't, the economy can't adjust in a constant state of flux. There has to be corrections, and there's a correction coming at some point. And you know, Donald Trump. I mean, you know, people are going to say he's an economic genius and stuff. He kicked, he increased the debt by fucking seven trillion dollars. Seven trillion dollars. That was on his. That you can say it's because of this and it's because of that and it's because of this and because of that, but it's going to be recorded on his watch. You know, the businessman, the great businessman. I'm not trying to attack the guy, but Jesus Christ, you know, <laughs> people are in trouble. I don't. I don't want America in twenty-seven trillion dollars worth of debt. You know why? Because that means we're fucked. That means that we have to take that Chinese cash when it comes. When it yeah, comes two thousand, two thousand ahead. Yeah. That's a nice little thing. China's going to bail us out now, <laughs> which is fucking terrifying. Boogie, uh, do you want to? Oh, can you just go back to that graph there? I just want to show you with my finger here where I am. Yep. Is that you? Are you so you're top right now. 
See, I was going to say, do you see... <laughs> Do you see, okay, so underneath the horizontal line and then go to the right. Okay, That's right. No, that's, that's yeah. So the first full box on the right, there's one little libertarian guy. I imagine that's <laughs> that's about where I am there. Yeah. But I'm pretty close to like the two red ones. You can see to his I see direct. there's no one out there. There's no one out here. There's no one out here. Look at all that empty space. Yeah. Look at all that pasture. Every other space of the spectrum is covered. But nobody's willing. Look, there's one little red dot right down the bottom. Fuck, who's that? It was fucking, that <laughs> that's lip. That's that's uh that's Kyle Rittenhouse <laughs> <laughs> down there. All right, let's let's get off this. I want to talk about something else. Uh, thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, ads, addiction, oh, addiction. Yeah. Now are we're you, talking. Yeah, are you a fan of addiction? Well, I've practiced addiction. All right, so I'm going to put out a little a, a snap poll in the chat. Who knows what nomophobia is? No, not homophobia. I know that you all hate gay people already, so that's not the issue. What's nomophobia? N-O-M-O-phobia. We'll award 500 internets to the first person who gets it. How about that? Fear of gnomes is a good one. Carrier monkey, well done. I think that's actually it's wrong. Thing. It's not. It's wrong because I said nomo like n o, not oh. g n o. So, but it's very clever. Is there a phobia of little people or dwarves? Oh, Victor von Schroom, look at this. Look at this. The Dutchman in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. Phone phobia. Very, very, very close. I t- I'll tell you what it is. It's fear of not having your phone. It's because he's on the von Schroom, like he's just expanded. <clears throat> let me let me open this before we play this clip, right? Let me tell you a little like personal anecdote of recently. I've become uh friendly and chatty with a guy that I meet. You know, I work nights in the city, right? And I've become friends with this uh Muslim security guard in the city. Now, he's a security guard. It's when you say Muslim security guard, you already have an image in your head. That's wrong. So me and this guy, like AK and everything, like is right? that right? That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. This guy is just like a fucking. He was grateful. He's he, in his own words, he was grateful to get out of a third world country, right? So he's he, he's got his wife, he's got his kids. It's very, you know, very pro like life and existence. Very up like upbeat, you know, guy. And we have so much in common. This is something that I've discovered, and this is the thing that I think a lot of people lose track of. Me and this guy have fucking far more in common, so much in common that we believe that eventually we will end up living in a cave where we have to teach our kids to run when they hear the drones flying out from home base, right? Because, you know, grow your own food and stuff, uh, you know, have some chickens maybe, get some eggs, you know, learn how to get milk, find water, all of that kind of shit, because that's real life. We, we've both been talking about, like, the obsession that we have with on the phone, looking at the phone, constantly looking at the phone. Now, one thing that he wasn't aware of, and I don't know if anybody's aware of it in the chat. Did you know why? Like, so if you pull down on Twitter to get no uh, new notifications, right? There's a little wheel that spins at the top. Now, that was specifically designed because the person who designed it had experience designing poker machines. When you pull the thing on the poker machine and the wheel spins and then you're like, ding, 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 you're trying to win a prize. It's the same thing with like your likes and your notifications and stuff like that. About 
eight months ago, thereabouts, I turned off the notifications on my phone for everything, except for when my wife calls or texts me. Very important. That's the that's the only time. Well, because I know she she's not going to send me messages just for fun either. Like she, she can just come and talk to you. Yeah. She'll just come and talk to me. So. I turned off notifications and you, you would be amazed how, like within the first couple of days, how easy life becomes. It really does. Especially like when you're doing like what I do, like, and I'm not pretending like this is a big show or anything like that. But if you do a podcast and because you're on a bunch of different platforms, you get a bunch of notifications, you're constantly getting emails and shit, right? You know, so your, your, your engagement with the internet is at a higher level just because you've got your, uh, your accounts are so spread out. You're not just like a person with one Twitter account, if that makes sense. So turning off your notifications is, and it was within like two days I stopped checking and it was, that was it. It was done. It was over and life got so much happier. But now we have this problem, right? Phone addiction, addicted to the phone. Do you remember in Sydney, not that long ago, they started putting uh, rubber around the light poles in, in the city that you and I both grew up in. I, I know I love Sydney. I love being a Sydney cider, right? There are parts of the city that I fucking hate, but all in all, it's part of our history, right? It's part of who we are is that we grew up in Sydney. So the city that I grew up in, I love, fair enough. <laughs> the city that we grew up in love has rubber around the light poles because people were walking around looking at their phone and bumping into the fucking poles on the streets. So we decided, oh, we're going to put rubber around them. Like, that, that's how we run over. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we're going to fix it. So have a look at this. This was on Australian News not that long ago. In this connected world we live in, it's no surprise that most Australians have some degree of nomophobia or fear of being without their phone. Some. But some degree. Fear. Fear. Are you afraid? Yes, of my phone, yes. <laughs> study has now shown that addiction could be endangering our health. It's the rectangle of technology. <laughs> the rectangle of death. <laughs> Adam, I don't, I don't know if you're breaking news. Addiction could be dangerous to your health. <laughs> How about uh, that? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the news. Flash. Thank you for keeping me safe. Thank you so much. Ilsa Jane with a diamond like bumper car tracks. Yay! Fear. Did you did you know that addiction can be harmful to your health in some way, Adam? This is news to Fear. me. Ah. I'm going to have to throw out all of these heroin needles, aren't I? No. God damn it. No. They're reusable. I'm going to have to throw out all of this smack. ...that consumes hours of our attention each day. And if you feel a sense of panic if your phone isn't nearby, it's likely you're one of 99.2%... Uh, can I just stop you there? Yes, because I was about to stop it myself. <laughs> Go on. Notice, notice the normalising of mask wearing for this story. They could have taken some file footage from two, three years back of people walking around yes, with their phones. Yes, that's no, true. No, no. Yeah. have to show people with masks because wearing masks is okay and masks is what you're going to be doing now for a few years. So At least 10, apparently. Well, well you know. According to some people. I'm... Um, I wear glasses, so the masks is a thing for me because it fogs my glasses. Fogging. Up. Yeah. Fogs my glasses. Up. Yeah, masks for me. Like... <laughs> Charlie Faplin with the diamond. False feardoms. <laughs> Freedom. Well, I was. <laughs> I forget what I was going to say with the. Stop. Hang on. Where were we? I'll Somewhere play it back there. and I'll, I'll remember what I was going to say. Each day. And if you feel a sense of panic if your phone isn't nearby, ah. it's likely you're one of 99.2% of Australian smartphone users with some form of nomophobia. Okay, ah. now now, hang on, hang on. So 
99.2% of people feel panic when their phone isn't nearby. But is the panic caused by the same reasons? Now, I feel panic if I can't find my phone, not because I don't have my phone, but because I grew up poor and I feel like I've lost something, right? That's that's why, like, if I can't find my wallet, it's because it's like, no, I'm, I'm panicking because I've got $8 in there. <laughs> like, that was going to buy my coffee on the way to, oh, my God. That's why I panic. If I can't find my phone, I panic because I'm like, oh, no. If I can't I'm going to have to buy X, a new phone now. Yeah. If, I find, if I can't find X, whatever it may be, <laughs> yeah. like, it might be something, I can't find my belt. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Like, where the fuck is my belt? Right, it's it's because it's because growing up we had no money, and if if there's any a chance, if there's an opportunity for me to lose something that I own, I'm going to be very distressed by that. It's like a fucking computer in your pocket. <laughs> I mean, fuck. Fantastic. If I lose that shit, fuck that. Look at this. Now this is the guy I want. <laughs> Ronald. This this is the guy I want. Strong perm. Strong. When we get to addiction, when we get to talking about how to cure addiction, I want the guy with fucking neck tattoos. Look at this. <laughs> he's probably very good at what he does. Um, um, yeah, he's from the Monash University, one of Australia's most prestigious. It is one of the most yeah, prestigious. Well, it's one of the most prestigious in the world is Monash really? University. Wow. Yeah, apparently. Well, that's what they'll tell you on the website. Well, every, every <laughs> anyone from Melbourne will tell you that about well, yeah. you know, their sporting facilities. Melbourne always bigging themselves yeah, up, yeah. don't they? Oh, they have to. Oh, fuck, mate. Did you see, did you see Daniel Andrews' latest fucking... Uh, announcement. Uh, where are we? Let, let me find here because I did have Daniel Andrews up before. Daniel Andrews has been a superstar of the COVID era. Oh, absolutely. You're know, aware of that or not. Chairman Dan. Chairman Dan. <laughs> what do you think about uh, Dan and his whole China thing? Well, I, I think it's a reflection of Australia. I mean, that nobody cares. Well, that basically, you know, Australia. Australia was very lucky at the start that it didn't, yep. that the COVID outbreak didn't. You know, just crack open here. Yep. And politicians like to keep it that way. Well, and I think true. a lot of people are very happy about that. And there's no, you know, there's no skirting around that. No. And uh, speaking of skirting around, Daniel Andrews. Uh, ads, warns against Australia Day protests. The Premier has issued a stern warning to stern. anyone planning on protesting this Australia Day. Lana Murphy tells us the City of Melbourne is backing an Invasion Day dawn service despite scrapping the traditional... Invasion Day dawn services now. No, I'm just trying to process that. Well, like, like, what does it mean? Yeah, like, it just <laughs> dawn service. Isn't that a white for, thing? For Invasion Day. Oh. Yeah. Did we come at dawn or? No, I think we came, like, in the early after afternoon. <laughs> just after lunch. We had some nice crab. We, some, they caught some wonderful snap. It was way too early to invade in the morning. Yeah. Just we, had to sit out off the coast yeah. first, have a feed. The local, the locals offered us some kangaroo, but we said, "No, nah, fuck that. We'll no, stick. We'll stick with the limes." I think they offered us a few flying spears, but <laughs> <laughs> March on a day that divides our nation. Why does it divide the nation? Now, see, now, now they're happy to show the pre-COVID content. <laughs> have a wonderful time. Very no, voices echo through the city streets. But this Jan Was that a big bag of weed? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. It Some looks very stabby, doesn't it? <laughs> it's very bushy. It's bushy. Yeah. There's a, it looks like hay. Yeah. 
Who knows? I mean, but look what they're doing with it, though. But this, January 26th... You're smoking it all wrong. <laughs> You're not supposed to put it in a bag, you idiot. <laughs> I mean, did we have to introduce you people to drugs? Came here to show you how to smoke it right. <laughs> oh, there you go, white-splaining again. Trust a fucking European fucking invader to tell us tr- to, to, to how to get off. Fucking assholes. State government wants silence from both sides. It's not about what you're gathering for. It's about are you gathering in a safe way? He's got massive. <laughs> are you gathering in a safe way? <laughs> in a safe way. I just can't. I, I don't know. I can't. Have you seen those those internet things about his no. size of his ears? Yeah, oh yeah. I, guess, yeah. I just expect him to finish a press conference and just like, fly, fly away, away. <laughs> like the dumbball. <laughs> the tradition. Yeah, I ain't never seen a premier fly. Mission All Australia Day parade is off the calendar. Off the it's calendar. Not a suited event, and no. the judgment by the public health team, not by the politicians, by the public health team, was that it could not be done safe. I love this ads. This is one of my favourite things. Well, had they dump it on the experts? Yeah. It's not me that wants I I don't want this. I've covered this so many times on the show. Usually with policing, right? So what they'll say is, the police, they'll say, we have instructed the police to hand out fines for people who are standing too close together in the shop. And they go, okay. And then the police hand out fines. And then somebody goes on the news and says, this is bullshit that I got a fine. I was just standing in line at the shop. And then the reporter goes back to the politician during the press conference and says, why are you finding people who go to the shop? And he says, oh, that's not me. That's the police doing it. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. You're the ones telling the police to do the things that they're doing, though. <laughs> but you'd be amazed. This is, and see, if you have hopes and dreams for the future of the planet, I envy you. I'm fucking jealous of you because you must be so fucking naive and so simple. Like, the, the majority of people will see no problem with that. Like, oh, dear, we tell the police to find people. Why did I get fined? It's not my fault. The police did it. 80% of people go, well, well done. Well, well explained there by the politician. Thank you for keeping me safe. This is the reason why I think society is doomed. Not because people are evil, not because rich money people run the world, but because my fellow human being is a fucking idiot. That's why we're doomed. Am I wrong? Well, no. Well, I agree. Yeah, I agree. You can have hopes for changing the world. That's fair enough. That's fine. That's a wonderful, lofty ideal to hold oneself to. That's a very selfless task. Congratulations. That's fine. But if you can't convince people... Well, <laughs> that of the exactly. most basic interaction of like law enforcement and politicians and you, if you can't convince them of how that works, then there's no saving the world. You can't even save yourself at that point. Um, where were we? Let's go. But an invasion day oh, dawn service will more. proceed yeah. with the backing of Melbourne City Council. The dawn ceremony is a way of uh, supporting an event Sally that Cap. Sally Cap married to Andy Cap, I think it was. And he beats her every night. He does. That's what Andy Cap does. He beats his wife. He's a drunk. He's a he's a wife beating drunk. Really reflects that ancient Australian. And again, I have to point out, um, every single time, every every time there's an outrage, ads. You might not be familiar with this theory that we've you know created on the show. Ben K Veritas, if he's in the chat, will point this out. Oh, good old Benny K. Every time that there's an outrage, it's a white woman with bold frame glasses. 
Look at that. Yet again. Shit. Yet again. What is it with the white... It's bold frame glasses, though. I have a theory that none of them even need to wear glasses. That's why they choose the bold frame glasses. If you're a glasses wearer like myself, you don't choose the bold frame glasses. You know why? Because you know you have to wear glasses, so you're not trying to draw attention to them. Right? But the people who wear bold frame glasses, they I mean, it's in the name itself. Bold. Well, I am bold. I'm making a statement about my glasses. Because she's got the extra large spectacles as well. Yep. The oh, mere Khalifi. That's a great pause too, isn't it? Yeah. Look at that. Michael Asher speaking she to looks, the side. She looks like a praying mantis just about to decapitate her victim. She's wonderful. A lot With of Australians earrings. do that. They speak from the side of their mouth. Oh, yeah. Depending on where you're from, like Adelaide, right, yeah. for example. I think it's a teeth thing. It's a teeth that you're like trying to hide their British Mate, teeth? Well, could be. Yeah. See, I have terrible teeth because I grew up smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee at a far too young age. Fist bump in the <laughs> studio. <laughs> but my teeth, like, formation-wise, are perfect. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like I've treated them so poorly. Mm. You it's, know? A, it's, it's more the back of the teeth, the back yeah. corners. That but really British stuff. people British people can brush their teeth every single day and they'll still look like fucking worse than mine. Well, because they've got no sun. Yeah, that's yeah. true too. And and because they were all having incest sex with their cousins and shit for so long. Well, they were on an island. <laughs> they, they were on an island. That's why their teeth are all fucked up because they are inbred. Like that's that's not a conspiracy theory. That's what happens. Well, so I'm afraid if you've got bad teeth, uh, if you're in the audience right now and you have teeth that are kind of growing in the wrong direction, that means that once upon a time, you know, your cousin was having sex with his auntie. Yeah. Probably popped out a little little couple of granddads. You know. <laughs> little molar. Little molar. It's got a name for a baby with bad teeth. History, it's still important <laughs> to get those messages across yep. around what Australia Day means to us as Aboriginal people. Mm. Outdoor gatherings here in Melbourne are currently limited to one. I do maintain, and this has been said by Americans in the past ads, that I do maintain that we have the best looking news readers oh, in the world. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, that's not even. It's not Isn't even that obvious. No. Yeah, and like how she's walking towards you, it's like yep. yeah, it's sultry. Yeah, and uh, you have to understand that this she would be one of the ugly ones. <laughs> no, well, well, they all they all have that same manner of speaking, and they've got that because she's not straight on. She's like I don't know, fifteen degrees, twenty degrees, like kind of like she's got one shoulder just a little bit further in front, yep. and they all do that same thing with their hands, like the the praying mantis, kind of like but yep. on a low down. Yep, it's it's uncanny. Every channel, every channel. You know, because people make jokes about Fox News in the States and they say, oh, Fox News just hires all the pretty girls. And I'm like, well, that's that's horrible because every channel here does that. Yeah, well, you know, and, and no, no channel here has Kimberly Guilford. No, thank God. <laughs> to, to 100 people, but exemptions can be granted for public events as long as organisers submit a COVID-safe plan. Good Irish name too, Murphy. Yeah, and that slow walk is just yeah. Plan. Everyone in attendance must be registered and they're required to maintain social distance. The service at King... So I'm very, I'm very against, like lockdowns and social distancing and stuff but then like after she said it, I'm like well maybe it's not a bad idea it's actually a fantastic <laughs> idea I think it's a good idea I hope she sees my comment <laughs> thank you Lana for keeping me safe <laughs> King's Domain will be ticketed for 250 people good. with council organising look Invasion Day Dawn service is now selling tickets are you aware of this? oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know we're in trouble well um, I, it, yeah well, we've got to go soon because we're getting close to the end here. Um, but 
maybe there's one more thing that I would like to show you, Ads. How about I throw this up? Just because I know you've got to go. I know you've got things to do. This was sent through by Jim Enward, who's a fan of the show, contributes things to the show from time to time. Free speech is being weaponized. Columbia Dean and New Yorker writer urges more censorship. Oh, this should be oh, Cassie. That should be fine. Cassie, lovely Cassie. Love Cassie. Now, this should be fine except for, did you ever imagine that we would have to explain to professional writers why it's a bad idea to censor writers? <laughs> did you ever imagine that we would be in this position? Well... Do you see my point here? Uh, yeah, well, I'm not. Like, how do you even. I don't think waterboarding would work on this guy. Yeah, you know, I think he's too stupid for that. Well. What, you, uh, no, wait. You want to censor. You want to censor journalists. Yes. Aren't you a journalist? Yes. No, no. And, and uh, can I just make a quick point before Absolutely. you play the clip? I mean, Donald Trump has been censoring the media for four years. <laughs> you, you, that's not serious, though, right? No, no, of course not. Okay. <laughs> I sold it well, didn't I? Uh, <laughs> you did very. You got yeah. me. You sucked yeah, me right oh, in. Yeah, I sucked you right in. Because I remember, you know, remember remember that editorial that all those media organizations made? Yeah. That Donald Trump is assaulting the media. He is jumping on them. He is very he's problematic. By, and and I'll, I'll never forget this. I, I'm not a big Twitter user, as you know, yep. uh, Boogie. Um, there he I is actually, on Twitter, by the way. They, they, they were having a, there was a discussion. There was some type of thread there where you know they were talking about Trump's assault on the media, and I said, "Can you explain one piece of legislation or one executive order that in any way restricts the media, uh, the freedom of the press?" Hmm. Zero responses. Zero, absolutely zero. To his credit, he actually opened up the press pool in Washington. <laughs> That's right. He gave more like impromptu, like, off-the-cuff interviews than any other president in fucking history. Like, he was always stopping for a camera. And wherever there was a camera, he would stop and have a few words and have a chat and answer questions. Yeah, he, can't, yeah. Can't, was, can't wait for, for Joe Biden to go and speak to journalists that, that you know, ha, might have won't a... happen. Yeah, to a Wall Street ju- Journal, for example. I'm not even talking about, you know, Fox News or anything like that, but just... Un- unbelievably, like, the... Th- the thing that he'll never get credit for, he was arguably the most transparent president of the last fucking hundred years. A little too transparent. Too transparent. That was his problem. He was too transparent. He would talk too often. Yeah. Which is amazing because that's the thing. That's what the media does though, right? They try to take your uh, strengths and, you know, harness them as weaknesses. So they would say if he uh, gave too many interviews that day, if he was too forward with the press that day and doing too many interviews, they'd say... Donald Trump is out spreading disinformation, right? But if he doesn't speak to the media for a couple of days and they say he's hiding, it's it's just so predictable. And I, I adds, this is the heartbreaking thing for me, and I've said this before on the show. I thought that we would be past this. I thought that collectively we would be at a point now where we don't want the, the obviously dumb media cliched political speech like we're moving forwards not backwards oh joe biden came out today and announced to the glory of the nation that the nation is moving forward in unity that, that's the way it's reported i thought we were at a stage where that was going to die i was wrong and i have to put my hand up and admit i was wrong people crave it they crave the shallow meaningless statements they crave that. they crave the reassurance they crave you know that everything's all right that's how you know we're fucked going forward. Yeah, well, yeah. In my opinion. Because people people will seek out the lie because the truth is too offensive. 
that's and, and the whenever truth is that's too whenever that's a thing, that's that's how societies die. When people when people prefer the lie, that's when that's when you that's when it's over, right? Because there's no coming back for it. You can't convince somebody of the truth if they prefer the lie. So for me, that's that means let's like fucking let's let's barbecue and drink now because you know the golden the golden years are well behind us. It's going to be fucking hard. To, it's going to be hard times, and it's not because of Donald Trump. Don't get me wrong here. I think that just extended the inevitable. I don't think it changed anything. I and I think hard times are just around the corner. I don't know. Uh, well, I, I totally agree with that, and that goes hand in hand with the economic situation. That you know, some the surveillance some, situation, some time during you know down, down the road here, we're going to have people saying, "Okay, all this borrowed money, where's my money? Where's yep. my money? Where's the money? Yep. Who's got the money?" Yep. And things might get a little bit more difficult, mm. a whole lot more difficult. Yep. And I guess the great hope is that things after a restructure mm. will fall in the way of. Liberty, freedom, all these concepts. We'll be old men when that happens. Well, hopefully. Fuck, we're old men already, man. We are. We are. Dude. I got, I got old man category the other day. I was at work and somebody said, I really hate these lockdowns because I don't get to go out and live like you did when you were young. That's what he said to me. Oh. And I said, How the fuck? I said, I'm 38. How old are you? And he goes, 23. I'm like, Fuck. I still feel 20. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that until I get fucking, you know, ovarian. I was going to say ovarian cancer. When I get prostate cancer. That's what I heard. Yeah. All right. Let's have a look here. Oh, what the fuck? Watch on air tape. Live censored. Let's do it this way. All right. Come on now. All right. Here we go. And in the past, Joe, to your point. I, I love morning, Joe. Do you watch Morning Joe? I do. I, I do. You do. Yeah. So, see, I love it because of the the ridiculousness of it. I love it because Joe is like he feigns outrage so often. I love it because Mika Brzezinski likes to present herself as like a centered, rational person when you know she's exactly the kind of person who sends a steak back in a restaurant because it's got a little bit too much pepper on it. You know what I mean? Like I, that's why I love it. She's just. You love mate. you love Mika, don't you? Yeah, no, nah, she's all right. No, no. Well, you would know, you buy her a drink? Yes. Well, like without question. Yeah, yeah I'll buy. What her about drink. what about pre work? I see. Maybe pre work, like twenty one year old Mika. Maybe not now. I oh yeah, but fuck, I'm an old fart now. So You're yeah, an old I'll, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, we all. No, I'll, buy, I'll, buy, <laughs> but, you know, I'll buy a lot of women just a drink. Like that doesn't yeah. mean anything. Like no, 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 yeah. no, definitely not. Yeah, no. Yeah. All right, let's go. It's, it's been easier to identify and see that something was misinformation. It was either harder to get your hands on it in the first place or, I mean, those AOL emails looked ridiculous, right? Riddled with typos. Do, do you see where this is heading already? Yeah. Oh, they're fucking good, aren't they? They are good at this stuff. Look at the serious look on his face. Look. He knows better. He knows better. We're, we're now at the level where the absurdity is at the point where it's becoming like like I said, people prefer the absurd because to say like, no, this is obviously crazy and wrong, that you become a hated person for doing that now I, I know it's very Orwellian, right, but it's we're, we're kind of at that moment now did you see, I was watching uh, Revenge of the Sis earlier, so ROTC, right 
I was watching them earlier. I, well, I wasn't watching. I had it in the background while I was doing prep. And they were talking about the, the new YouTube um, restrictions, right? So the new YouTube fucking guidelines. And basically YouTube's position is because the election has been certified, anybody who, anybody, any channel, anybody who doesn't go along with Joe Biden is the elected winner of the election will now be banned from our channel with a series of strikes, you know. If yeah, you and that's, that's obviously ridiculous. Yeah. But, 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 that's, but the, the fact that it's ridiculous isn't the alarming part for me. It's always for me. I never really care about what the companies do because companies do what companies do. The alarming part for me is always the reaction and the, knowing that 70% of people will say, yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's normal. That's you know, that's that, what. That's the scary part. That's what hurts. Yeah, yeah. That's really yeah. That it's you know that's this is totally understandable. I mean, of course, the election was certified. So any dissent to that, yep, because authority is always the government's always right, and it's been you know it's it's certified and that's it. We move on. Yep. So yep. if you have anything else to say about that, you know that's that's you should be banned and ignored. Correct. Yeah. Because you're dangerous. Yeah, well, you're dangerous because yeah. you're pushing misinformation. Pushing misinformation. Conspiracy theories. That's right. Lots of conspiracy theories. All right, let's carry on. Morning. Meanwhile, here's a left-wing think- conspiracy theory hmm. that we're going to peddle, we're yeah. going to show in the media, Yeah. we're going to mainstream. Yeah. I, I, enjoy, so, so, uh, I enjoy left-wing conspiracy theories yeah. such as, like, you know, there, you, did you know, Ads, that there are these bigots out there, these crazy people out there who believe that it's wrong for prepubescent boys to remove their own testicles. Do you, are you aware of this? Oh. They, they hate that. Damn. Now, I believe that you are what you are. And oh. I believe love is love. <laughs> right? So I believe you are who you are and love is love. And we celebrate love and identity here on this show. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. So if you're, you, if you're, if you're a five or six-year-old boy and you want to remove your testicles, it's probably because, you know, deep down you know who you are already. You're a very gifted person. And if you were to say something, you know, to the contrary of this, then you would be a bigot, I think. You would be a very homophobic, bigoted, disgusting person. Absolutely. All right, good. I'm glad we agree on that. (laughs) Things like that. Stuff on Facebook, it's hard to tell the difference between something that comes from a reputable paper and something that is full of disinformation, even if you are trying your best to be a sophisticated consumer and figure out what's true and what's not. Even if you're trying your best to figure out what's real and what's not, it's very easy, Ads, to just be a victim of propaganda. A victim of disinformation. It's very easy. Every day. It's your fault. Is it? Because it's so easy to make it look professional. Um, And Steve, I mean... I guess that that's my question for you. I mean, you you write a little bit about, you know, and and you make the point that with three big networks, we had a handful of, you know, prominent uh, Newsweekly's papers that that covered the country had a lot of local journalism. Um, And so the media, quote unquote, as as people like to think of it, was, in fact, a relatively focused, uh, narrow group that if they made decisions together could actually impact things. (laughs) 
don't you love? Now, Ads has just ducked off to the little boy's room for a moment, so it's just me. Don't you love this presentation? Look at this. Look at this. Um, and so the media, quote-unquote, as, as people like to think of it... The media, quote-unquote, as people like to think of it. <laughs> it's like a mythical creature, isn't it? It's almost, it's almost like finding a journalist is like dethroning a unicorn. If if you can hacksaw off the if you can hacksaw off the 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 horn on the head of a unicorn, that will be the same thing as finding a journalist. It's this mythical thing, this unbelievable imaginary creature, the media, or as some people like to think of it. <laughs> no, no, we're your friend. We're on your side. Look at look at the way they just they look at the way they just kick you in the nuts. They just kick you in the balls every day. They they're now gas they're now gaslighting you into making you believe that they don't exist as they're talking to you on their own shows. Wonderful stuff. It- was in fact a relatively focused, uh, narrow group that if they made decisions together could actually impact things. Now, with this fragmented landscape of these major companies, their decision-making is obviously part of this, and we know they can't shut everything down by themselves because other websites pop up, but there is still some truth to the fact that they are mass platforms, right? Everyone is on Facebook, or at least, you know, many adults are on Facebook. <laughs> many so adults. Have- I don't know about you kids out there. That's right. Ads came in and didn't close the door properly. I'm like, can you get the, can you just get the, the door? Shut the door. All right. Ads is back. Most adults are on Facebook ads. Most adults are, are on Facebook. Apparently. Not me. Not me either. No. Have a bigger responsibility than some of these other, um, you know, Reddit, 4chan to 8chan. What's the answer? Start from Reddit and then you go to 4chan and then you go to 8chan. It's a progression. It's like, you know, you know how weed used to be the gateway Mm -hmm. drug? Yes. That's it. You start at Reddit. Well, but look at the implication here. Facebook has a bigger responsibility than 4chan does. That sounds like a fucking green light to me. You're right. So, who should we genocide first? <laughs> <laughs> right? Ah, they got a bigger responsibility. Ah, me. Minister of Fun, Kimmy the Diamond, he hasn't gotten used to you having a door handle. <laughs> That's very bitchy. Thank you, Kimmy. Hello, Kimmy. Thank you, Kimmy. Let's carry on here. And then trying to fix them partially and and getting better and better at apologising. But I came away from it thinking. <laughs> Do you have anything to add to that? Ad? I think it speaks for itself. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to get really good at saying I'm sorry? Don't you think that's important? I hate apologizing. <laughs> this fucking guy. What fucking balls these people have. Come on. I mean, what's with the wallpaper? Can we start on that? Well, the wallpaper's <laughs> definitely a problem. You know he's never read any of the books in that book. Yeah, well, yeah. This is his mother's house that he inherited <laughs> after he murdered her. <laughs> but he murdered her with a broken heart. 
She was so disappointed for so long, she just ended it. And that frame red, really? Yeah. Oh, no, it's terrible. Look at this. All right. Yeah, no, it's another great question. Uh, and just to you know, pick up your point, the homogeneity of the media in the 60s and 70s obviously wasn't all a good thing. And oh. it was ripe for disruption, and it has been disrupted. And Facebook is one of the big disruptors. I read a pretty good book this year uh, called Facebook. I read a book this year. <laughs> good on you, Wanker. <laughs> I read a book. The inside story, which was a very well-reported inside account of Facebook searching for the answer to the question you've asked. And I came away with the conclusion that the problems that we face, I mean, you know, this is a private corporation that is motivated as all companies are. That's it's important. A, That's, that, it's, it's a it, private corporation mm. that also owns half of the politicians. It's private, though. It's It's not in any way a government entity. Now, forget the fact that people within the government entity are personally enriching themselves at the behest of this private corporation. It's just like the mum and pup store on the corner. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. (laughs) Just a lot more successful. Just a lot more successful. And pernicious. To make money that is acting as a kind of public square Uh and to expect that it is going to adjust its motivations to preserve democracy or to do the right thing. Well, no, well, yeah, it's not well, their job to preserve. Yeah, well, democracy. that's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, it's not the job of these companies to to preserve anything. That's no. the job to preserve democracies, you know, in the government and I well, the people. Say, yeah, the people. Uh, it's a civic duty, I guess you could say, over yep. everyone, yep. of every citizen of X country. Yep. But I mean, it's not Facebook's, you know. Uh, no. <laughs> duty to preserve democracy. Like that's just, that's just, it's just stupid. And <laughs> Minister of Fun Kimmy in the chat. This is worse than the gloating. <laughs> All of the time, it's just naive. It's not. It's not what it's built to do. And the history of Facebook that's described in this narrative is one of continually breaking things and then trying to fix them partially and and getting better and better at apologizing. But I came away from it thinking, you know, it's a structure. It is not something that can be changed except by changing the structure of it. And yes, Facebook has moved somewhat. They had a better election in 2020. They didn't do. They had a better election in 2020. Oh, they had a better election. Um, Who voted for Facebook, by the way? Well, they, they, they had, had a very a- good campaign. They had a good election. Look, they, they, they could have done exactly the same, and if Donald Trump won, they would have had a worse election. That's right. And they wouldn't have done anything different. If they had a better election because Joe Biden won, yes. and they had a better election. They had a, everyone had a better election. They had they did exactly the same thing. We had a good election. In 2016, yeah, yeah, we had a, you know, had a better election. We were solid. Yeah. Did in 2016, they've learned to put some brakes on, uh, you know, here and there. But... <laughs> Because you, you can't see in the studio, right? But when he said they learned to put some, put some brakes on, Ads and myself gave each other a quick glance and went, oh, like what's because uh, we were thinking brakes on what? Right? Like, hang on, what were they putting the Is brakes on? Is it about to get specific? Is it yes, about, yeah. yes. Please tell us, what were, what did they put the brakes on during the 2020 election that deserves such fucking applause from you? Like, oh, they had a good election. What did they put the brakes on? Oh, this and that. <laughs> the ether. The <laughs> whatever. Whatever it is. I, you know, I don't I'm just a I'm just a journalist who's talking about this as my pet hobby right now, but I don't want to get into specifics. 
This guy's about to go the full Tobin and just like fucking <laughs> naked. And... Stop flogging. You can't uh, get away from the fact that their mission is to connect everybody in the world. That's what motivates Mark Zuckerberg. Oh. No, 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 has... no, no, no. The, mi- the mission of Facebook is to make money. <laughs> yes. connect- they don't give a shit about connections. No. It's about providing your personal data to advertisers so they can specifically target advertisers to you. Yes. So you can buy products and they get a, a-, a certain percentage, a slice of oh, that. Well of that. done. Well done, Adam J with the conspiracy theory. <laughs> well, no, no, that's not, that's not even exists. No, no, no. It sounds you sound like a far right extremist, if you ask me. <laughs> sounds like you want to you want to censor a private company. <laughs> that's what the, that's that, that's their business model. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. see they, these people like to overcomplicate like something that's very very simple, hmm. and even sometimes when when you see Mark Zuckerberg in front of these Senate committee these hearings and the Google people. Uh, they've got this glint in their eye, and it's not like, you know, they're, they're not. Dollar signs rolling around yeah. in there. They're like, I'm just trying to fucking make money here. What, why am I here? Get out what of my you, way. What do you want from me? What I'm an want? entrepreneur. I'm making money here. I'm making money here, and you want me to do this and that. And okay, like, give me the regulations. We can, like, lock everyone else out of the market. Comment in the chat from Charlie Faplin. Oh, good. He's not a J, he's Hitler. <laughs> you've, you've gone from being J to Hitler. How do you like that? It's fucking well done. It's his passion, and he profoundly believes in free speech. And, you know, those of us in journalism uh, have to come to terms with the fact that... (laughs) Something to say to that, Ads. Well... He profoundly, profoundly believes in free speech. Well, he profoundly believes in making money. Yes. And a lot of people that use Facebook... I'm not happy with some things that are on Facebook. Correct. So he sees it's a business decision. It's a market opportunity. This is not, this is not a free freedom of speech thing. He's not reading the Constitution. He's not, he doesn't give a shit about that. It's that if he lets people say what they want to say on Facebook, that could hurt him in a business sense. Yeah. And that's why he's adjusting accordingly. I mean, that, that's all it is. Yeah. He, he does the maths. He decides yep. if I let X amount of people say what they want versus the amount of people who want to shut them down, and perhaps the advertisers who I utilize, would they appreciate this certain opinion being on my platform? Probably not. Then maybe I should get rid of that opinion off my platform because otherwise I'm going to lose, you know, $2 million out of that person on that particular. That's right. Business decisions. The free market at work, baby. And that's it. All right. With that. God bless. God bless. We might leave it there. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Let me open up that chest for you all right now. Thank you to Adam J for joining us. It's been good to see you, man. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, I'll be back in a year or so. Another year? Another year oh, of well. COVID? <laughs> At the end of COVID, maybe we'll get together. Oh, yeah. Well, so, what, 2036? Something like that. Whenever Fau- whatever Fauci decrees, it's over, people. Well, it depends. You have to follow Fauci on the daily because he changes <laughs> his opinion. So it might be the end of 2021 now, but it might be by the end of 2028, by the end of 2021. So we need to we need to follow Fauci very very I don't know, closely. I'm more, I'm more of a Burks man. You're more of a Burks man. Yeah, who's, Burks. Who's you know, Burks? Yeah, the Burks. That that lady. Oh, Bricks. Is that her name? No, Burks. Hit the Bricks, bitch. <laughs> Is it the? <laughs> oh yeah, B I R X. Yes, that's right. Burks. 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 Deborah. Was it Deborah? Yeah. Anyway. Deborah Burks. Deborah. Okay, you're a fan of the Deb. Cindy. Cindy Burks. Sounds good. Uh, thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. 
If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to uh, take a whiz at my Dr. Burks, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you, Adam J, for joining us, sir. Where Peace can we love. find you? At Ted Dabrowski on Twitter. Somewhere in Sydney having a great time. Somewhere in Sydney having a great time. That'll do me. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, of course. Thank you to everyone who contributed tonight on DLive. Don't forget to follow some of our friends at Real Person PLTCS. Uh, Thursday nights, you got the Kimmy Show. Don't forget the Kimmy Show. Uh, Mr. America, the Beat of Truth, UK Neil at Real Person PLTCS. Send that. JJ Stoner, Sunday Night Shit Show, Spent D, Frozen Asian, uh, Major Tom, Joy of Pessy on later tonight, incidentally. Uh, don't forget Winning TV tomorrow night. Victor Von Schroom, of course. And anyone else I may have forgotten. Thank you uh, to ROTC for joining us earlier today as well. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, Monday night, stay calm, stay rational. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.